The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. I get in trouble online constantly. They called me Karen. It happens a lot. Anyway. At least they didn't call you Carrot. (laughs) 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 They would just want to eat you right up. (laughs) Anyway, so Kat and I ended up having this whole conversation about... I don't even remember the name of of this crazy cult. But it ended up like the, what, what my takeaway was of it was that like they're harmless, but they have this whole thing where like, especially if you're a creative person, where what you can create, especially like writers, that the, the worlds that you're creating are actually like you in a different reality. So like, yes. and the way I took it away, I was I'm like, so I was like, so okay, so what you're saying is that I'm actually Rourke in a different reality. Like, that was my takeaway from this. Like, I, me, me is me in this reality. Me as Keller in this reality is Rourke in a different reality because I can write Rourke in this reality. Like, that was my takeaway. It could be. You would, you would be considered an incredibly important person who's able to channel the Galactic Library of Memories, specifically your memories. And so you have, yeah, past lives. Absolutely. Of course, not only did you have past lives, but they were on other planets from other dimensions. Science fiction, that shit's real. Now, now here, here, I'm going to throw a wrench into this because this was a question that Riddick brought up to me. Would I be both Rourke and Sammy? Because within the world of the story itself, Sammy himself is from a different dimension that gets pulled through a portal into Rourke's dimension itself. Oh my god, they You'd would lose their the shit if they read your if they read your book, they would lose their mind. So I like honestly I wonder how no, they deal with Alice in Wonderland. Ever, this is where so it's the church, it's called the Church of Unarius, and I think they changed it recently to the, the science of Unarius because of like church and everybody's right. really weirded out by that. And they really want to be considered like a science, which is Newer. It's a lot of theosophy. It's a lot of like a dude said some shit and now we all think it's true. Other science fiction. There's well, and so the way they incorporate it is through basically this guy claims he spent his whole life walking around with three wise men telling him he had a mission. He needs to build a library, but he wasn't ready. So he basically just walked around his whole life and was like, I'll get to it. Tilly went to a psychic convention where he may, met a woman who calls, I don't remember her, what's her actual name? It's like Ellen or something, but she calls herself Uriel. Ruth. Oh, this meets Ruth at a, at a convention, at a psychic convention. So in my brain, I'm like, these are just people trying to one up each other psychic wise. So it's like, 
I see a great glowing light about you. You have a mission in life. And then they go to the next one. And they're like, not, not only do you have a mission in life, but you are the person who can access all the memories of the world. But not only that. And it just like keeps building up. The problem with this cult, and the reason I think that like Keller would be an interesting thing to think about in this, is it does require kind of a universal yes anding agreement. Because any memories that these people are saying are true, if you can kind of build a cohesive story, then that's a memory. It's true. So in this group, someone could just come up to you and be like, I remember going to school with you in Atlantis and we bullied this kid. And in order for this group to function, they have to yes and each other. So it kind of spills over into this situation where you can't say no. It like has developed into this weird shared psychosis. So it's a whole bunch of kids. It's, it's a whole bunch of grown adults just playing pretend. It sounds like it was kind of like Texas where they say, Oh, we love you, but they really don't. It's very, <laughs> it's very that, or it's very like, yes, you're special and can access memories, but we all are. And also Uriel is the most special. Because she's though. To be fair, well, I would follow. Why is the most special if the dude was the guy that is is the one that's supposed to build the library and can access all the memories? So she became really special um, because she was like an intergalactic princess, basically. She's come oh, here so because she's royalty. She's special. Got it. Because she's royalty, and because she's so. Here's the thing, dude. She's not royal in our galaxy. According to her, she is. It's galactical. Earth is part of the galaxy. What are you talking about? Check the tiara. <laughs> which she does wear. 60-year-old woman, giant tiaras. Huge glittery dresses with planets glued to them. Well, they're all the same size, so they kind of look like Pokeballs glued to her dress. And she'll put lights, like Christmas lights in her hair and shit, so she constantly is glowing. And she, she dude, she's on some other level shit. But the thing that is true is this woman's kind of smart because dude comes in, he's super long-winded. I tried to listen to him. I can't because he talks like this. Oh. Explain it. And I'm like, just fucking say that thing. What are you saying? What do you want to say? Use your words, sir. It's fucking infuriating. So she started making it cohesive. She started like, Assembling his ramblings and re-mailing people. Because this cult, this group started in the 50s and 60s. A oh, lot of so things were done by mail. They've been around for a long time and they're still kicking. Like, they're still trooping it out. Both their leaders are have left this mortal plane, but they're still trying. They just want to bring everyone the wonders of the Galactic Library. And I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it's mostly harmless. They really just want you to understand that, like, Star Wars is real. And all of us got together and we're going to try to kill Uriel. And she just came back to forgive us all and to teach us the wonders of the galactic galaxy. And when dude died, she was like, you know what? I think I can take this over because she had already been writing his shit. And his shit was a little more tame. It was a little more like I can access the galactic library and I will gift you with the information uriel was like everybody can access it not only can anybody access it but if you're a writer or a creative you are accessing all the memories 
all of the memories. Oh. That shit's true. So writers and creatives, artists, they like they actively collect those people because they believe they are able to access and see intergalactic intelligence. Question: Do they have to pay to use her library? No. You can go there now. It is a brick and mortar building. No way. They, yeah, where they have painted versions of Uriel and all her reincarnations, which include is everybody's feeling good about today. Okay. Um, Statue of Liberty. Oh, she's the Statue of Liberty. She is the Statue of Liberty. Uh, not the model, the physical statue. Oh. Uh, Mona Lisa, but not Da Vinci, which was a weird one. Wait, so she is actually the model Mona Lisa. The painting. She's the painting? She's the pa- she is the physical incantation of the painting Mona Lisa, but not Da Vinci. I know, oh. it's like, it's, it, it's all like that. Hello, it guys, welcome awesome. to the Clip Critics today. Yeah, welcome to Clip Critics, oh, yeah, How are you doing this intro. week? <laughs> you know? Hi, Julian! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this week we're doing a talk on cults. I'm glad you... I hope you enjoyed that intro because I just decided to say fuck it and hit record and we jumped right in. Oh. So many things to talk about. The one I'm really excited to talk about is the Final Fantasy house. I'm jump right in with that one because like after Kat and I had that conversation in Marco Polo the other night, Riddick and I that's like all Riddick and I have been talking about. Like <laughs> the just I've been, like, super intrigued on the results of this conversation. And like I said, Riddick threw in that wrench of well okay so so because you have the own dimension within your story, does that make you both Sammy and Rourke? It would mean you are simultaneously like, accessing two Right, because I was like, so does this mean I'm Rourke? Because Rourke technically is the main character, but Sammy is... Hi, Josh! Sammy is also as much the main character as Rourke is. And the way I set up the story is we get some you know point of view from Sammy and some point of view of Rourke. It's it's third-person limited point of view, but it's, it's Sammy and Rourke, and we go back and forth between the two of them. You know, I would actually like to ask someone from the church if point of view matters when you're writing because they don't mention that because they're all just yes anding each other all the time so i don't know if there's rules potato it's a yoshi hi potato i really need to figure figure out how to record the fucking video you guys miss so much because of the video you guys do it would be content you coming it would be such good patreon content We got all the critters in here today. Potato, small potato, small potato, small potato. But no, like seriously, and because Sammy and Rourke start out in different dimensions, and then Sammy Sammy gets doesn't doesn't actually jump. He gets pulled into Rourke's dimension, and then they and then they do the rest of the series in the same dimension. Does that? Like, how does that work? Does that mean that I'm both Sammy and Rourke from different dimensions, and I'm now, like, playing both them in the same dimension? Or that opens I- up the question for everything else. Like, Narnia, um, 
Oz. Real. Um, yeah. Real. Right. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Because I mean, I, I basically do that in a, in, a, in a sense. Like, I basically have have Sammy walk through, you know, the the closet into Narnia in a sense. Although it's much more violent and much more less whimsical and not. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely much more violent and much more traumatizing. But I mean, it's that same kind of concept. You walk through the closet door into Narnia, except. Sammy Did you ever watch the Magicians? Have you ever heard of that show? Yes. Where they have like 25 different dimensions that they can all access. It's kind of the same idea where they're like collecting the people who can access it. Look at Doctor Who. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Who is kind of the same thing. Or even look at like actual mythology and stuff. The the Norse mythology and Yardrasil and the nine different realms. I mean, like that's. That's the only part where it gets weird. They really like to like stay in the realm of fantasy and science fiction because when they start like if they move away from that they have to start like say um like a um memento would not be something that they would look at necessarily because you've already established that that's your memories so they like that's no fun they really try to center around science fiction and fantasy and those are really the two that are like hard fact from other dimensions um he actually started to like produce videos like small so what do they do videos. for like harry potter where it's set in like our world but not at the same time so that's i mean they do i don't know if they know about harry potter or where they place that because they are so so much older as a cult I mean, I they have know. to know about Harry Potter. I mean, like, if you don't li- know about Harry Potter, you literally are either one dead or live under a l- fucking rock. Or live under some horrible rock. I do, I mean, they must acknowledge it in some form because with Star Trek, not Star Wars, Star Trek, they acknowledge that as, as real. Right. And, and, like, San Francisco exists in Star Trek. Yeah. So... I don't see what like they do world crossovers they also think the dude who invented star trek is exempt from the sins we all tried to kill uriel in the past we were all like she was just trying to bring us the wonders of the galactic library and we were all dicks about it and weren't ready to receive the information so we tried to murder her lots I'm, but the- I'm sorry but i would like to think that if somebody tried to bring me the the wonders of the intergalactic world that i would be like okay yes please right like, that's kind of how I was. I was like, I feel like me as a person wouldn't do that. But since it's the yes and game, let's play pretend. Fine. Right. Right. Yeah. And she does end up marrying a new guy who she dubs like the devil, basically in the way that you would like call someone out of the closet. Or the group just kind of sits him down and they're like, you know, and he's like, like we know like you're we've been fighting for years and he's like yeah and shaves his beard into a goatee and shaves his head and like leans way into it he's like i am the reincantation of the devil in this group me and uriel are like cool now we're trying to make it right fucking yes and the yes and keeps going oh all right so they will that's the thing that kind of makes it hard because it's almost like you gotta be the first to tell your story or someone else can just kind of swoop in and take control of it. And though they're not necessarily harmful, that in itself can be problematic. Yeah. That's that's where the culty culty part comes in. That's where they're their own commune or do they go out amongst us? 
That's the part, again, that's the part that kind of like scoots them out of the cult thing. They're free to come and go. They like come and they paint the They're library. They're like a free range cult. They're like free range chickens. They're <laughs> <laughs> free range cult. <laughs> kind of though. They're like, a lot of them have jobs and shit. Most, most, okay, I, I go back to the chicken thing. What do you do with most chickens? You keep them in a coop. They're in a contained area within your farmyard. That's you put them in a bucket. Right. That's how most cults work. There, you have them contained in a in a pen in a, in a certain area of your farm. That's where they are. But then you have the other farmers that are like, okay, yeah, you have a coop that you stay in at night, but during the day you can roam the entire farmland. You do your thing. We call you in at dinner time with your chicky chicky chicky, and then you go back into your barn and at night. They all run back in, and right. they paint more pictures of Muriel, and they they like bring their books and donate to the library or whatever. They do their happy thing. And she's actually kind of a genius because it. So she started to. Curious about this library, though. Do I want to go? You can just go and walk in and like talk to them and ask questions and shit. You just go. Where I'm curious about this library. Go. Continue about your. Don't worry, guys. In a couple of weeks after they visited, they will be part of the cult. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm going to take my thirty dollars and go join Unarius. Bye. It's hey. only like 30 bucks. It's one of the cheapest cults on the planet. That's all it takes is 30 bucks to be a member. It's like I mean, 30 bucks and they'll send you a lo- newsletter for the rest of your life. You only really? have to pay it once, too. Wow. What like, don't even continually take it. Yeah. It's all it takes? Awesome. They're like, hey, can you just throw us a little bit of money? And you do. And then they're like, here's a newsletter with Uriel's face on it and her crown and her crazy. She has this crazy image. Of like her in this crazy princess white dress with all her followers kind of splayed around her, like the picture of the cherubs. That's super famous yeah. in the clouds. It's very yeah. that. It's My so funny. God. It's so funny. She all the time. She constantly had to be pushed around in her dresses because they were just like Maria Antoinette levels of bonkers. So they were like rolling chair. This seven-year-old <laughs> woman with her giant ass tiaras. And her big ass dresses, and she's just like, "We're a queen, yes." Also, does that make right. these? Does that make these chickens? Are they considered cultivated? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. I will see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, bye. That was as good as it's gonna get. Oh my god. <laughs> that like it's honestly i kind of love this cult for those reasons exactly like it's pretty free range you it's don't have to stay it's kind of she's kind of a champion oh that's what i was saying so she's she's kind of a genius because she started to pick an end date and she was like the the <laughs> space brothers it sounds like an old person trying to like describe a band it's the spice <laughs> brothers and they have the thing oh they also mounted Flying saucers on Cadillacs and filled them with doves, and then would often release them into parking lots around there. That's a really oh, shitty God. thing to do. They weren't in there for long, but it wasn't great. Like the Peta people fucking hated it. Oh, um, they wanted to like let the, the let the space brother knows that they would come in peace, and so you take the thirty birds and you lock them in a metal contraption in California. No harm. And then you release them so that they all fly out of the flying saucer. Aww. Because we come in peace. We come in space. Because we come in peace. 
and all the alternate dimensions. And well, and I think it's funny that I'm like all the alternate dimensions ever, ever. And and we're sure we all think doves mean the same thing. I mean positive. I'm not and, at all. Right? That's how I was like, I could see like if this actually happened, I could see that possibly going wrong. And maybe being misconstrued as like just locking live things and stuff. I don't know. I feel like it could look bad. But fine. Release the doves out of the flying saucer mounted on the Cadillac. It's it's fine. I'll I mean, still give you your $30. I might not I mean, show up fair. for the dove. <laughs> like, you still have my 30 bucks. I'm for it. Just remember, when they go crazy and kill people, your name is on a list. That's, well, and that's that's why I was like, I'm waiting for the end date, and I'm waiting, because that's usually when cults kind of get wonky, is like, either the leader dies or the end date comes, because every leader has a big enough ego so that they always set an end date within their lifetime. Right. Which is fucking silly. And then they get busted for being full of shit, and then they have to, like, convince everyone to drink Kool-Aid because they feel like a dumbass. That's usually a progression. Helping decrease the world's surplus population. <laughs> that would be the church. What the church of no, euthanasia. No, they're all going back to their different dimensions so they can all be shared into the, the multi. Maybe they'll catch the Heelbot comet. <laughs> That's the other. <laughs> that group. The planet is about to be recycled. Oh, that was sad. I, I mean, comment. that was a waste of tennis shoes. It never came. Oh, people still buy that specific type of tennis shoe for hundred. Like it's a weird fucking fandom thing that I find a little upsetting. I'm like, yeah. well, first of all, they're the ugliest shoes ever. <laughs> like they're not. They're just all white Nikes. Like they're not cute or impressive. So why, except for to do that? Um. Though I am friends with a shoe collector. That's very <laughs> strange to say that. He collects sneakers specifically. I mean, oh, so I need. Of course, he has a pair. Um, he might. I'll, I'll have to ask him if he has a pair. But please do. I want to post a picture in the Patreon. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I want record of that. But she, so she's Ural's like the Space Brothers. They gonna come down and they're gonna help us with the intergalactic library. And she thought they were gonna come down at like seven in like seventy four. This is after the guy had died, except due to human trauma, according to her, we don't have a lot of, it's not like Manson or other big cult leaders where we have a bunch of different books written on her so you can kind of compare and contrast. It's really kind of just her account of her life. And so she was reportedly in a couple abusive relationships according to her and also like wildly bored with day-to-day life she didn't like if you think about it she became marrying age she was born in 1900 so she became marrying age like right around the world wars and the depression so there wasn't a whole lot of room for art but she's still alive oh no no she's super dead oh she said no. She said that's kind of that's what I'm saying about this cult. That's the impressive thing. They kind of persisted without her. She set it up to be its own oh. ongoing ecosystem without her. And she also gave them a pass to kind of continue this cult. Gotcha. She's like 74, they're gonna come. 
Space Brothers are going to come. But then they didn't. And she's like, well, due to Earth trauma, I got it wrong. She's the first cult leader I've ever heard who was actively like, my bad. My bad. I got that shit up. Um, they're actually coming closer to 2000. Okay. And everybody was like, all right, fine. So life goes on. She passes away. The cult believes the Space Brothers are ready to come. They're going to come. It's going to be all right. We're all going to join Uriel. Everything's fine. Um, and they believed we as a society were ready to receive the Space Brothers and the Intergalactic Library until September 2001. Oh. Yeah. And so oh. they didn't come. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, which is like coincidentally, I'm like, man, that was convenient for her. Right. And so the cult persists without a leader. They maintain their their library and their writers, and you can go talk to them, and you can go join them. And until um the human species as a whole gets their shit together, the Space Brothers will never come and Uriel will never come back. What do they think about the the theory of Earth shifting into an alternate reality of 2012? Well, they're entirely on board. They, that they? one hundred percent happened. And that's why we're that's why we can't get shit straight again because we have been literally hip checked into another right. because that's with another timeline. Right, that's when all the mandala effects started and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, and that so for them, they're like, yeah, not only did that happen, but we've also been, but we've been essentially like grounded from the space party. We won't open the door. It's hard for Uriel to come back. We have been hip checked, like off our trajectory, and now we're like in some weird side dimension where everyone's like, "Ew, don't go there." They're gross. I mean, which I kind of <laughs> like. I, I can't argue it. I don't have a good argument. But it's also a good way for them to, like, unendingly explain why the Space Brothers won't come down and see us and why all of the shit that's not happening isn't happening. It gives them a constant pass. Yeah. She set them up to be self-sustaining indefinitely. Yep. They could go on with this forever if they want to. Which is the first, also the first time I've seen a cult leader who didn't necessarily care at the idea that the cult was going to go on without them later. Most cult leaders are really obsessed with the idea that this is my cult and my group and my religion, and when I go, it goes. It goes. Everybody yep. has to come with me. And she, like, didn't do that. She was like, I'm here and I'm going to live my fabulous assistness, because being a housewife was shit, and there was no room for art or dance or anything. And so she gets her little cult. She lets her theater kid flag fly. She makes a bunch of crazy low-budget movies with her group where they all dress in glitter and take weird cherub photos and talk about how Star Wars is oh actually happening. They're Jeremy and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten to the cherub level yet. <laughs> next. Give it time. That's next. <laughs> so that like as far as cults go, this is I would love to join them. So if you there's I ask I ask my my friends this. If you were to be able to access your reincarnated self and had to give them a list of who you have been, would you be? 
who have you been in a past life? They usually stick with around five reincarnations. It can be a real person or a fictional one, and they do not have to exist in the same world. But I don't need them. I am Dick. I am Dick Johnson. I am all... all I have my... I have my own religion. I have the book of Dick Dick and the religion of Dick Dick. No. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, unfortunately, I've already joined the cult, and it's 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 the cult of Dick Dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my disciples. I am disciples. <laughs> oh, that was the other. They were often Egyptian gods too. Really? She was Isis. Oh yeah, she was Isis. Isis, give me a break. That one didn't age good. Like a lot of people, when she lists that one, people are like, "Okay, mm, I guess," but only because your dad and we can't argue you on it. And then the guy was the was it? Who's the bird? Who has the bird? Osiris. Okay, it was Osiris. Yeah, he was Osiris. He was the, the bird god at one point. Horse, horse. Horse, bird, chicken? Horse, that- yeah, Horus. Um, Horus is the bird? Yeah, Horus okay. is the bird. So he was, he was that god at one point. He was, yeah, they just like pick and choose random and would like add it to their roster. No, that's, that's, that's where I draw the line. Well, and considering they were, I don't think it was done on purpose, but because they were upper middle class people from California, Silicon Valley, California, it was primarily white people playing pretend together. So when they started stealing from, like, saying they were so-and-so from other cultures, people started joining less, mostly because, like, Google exists now. Um... But there is one guy in the cult who actively just walks around and will walk up to strangers. He's relatively well-known for walking up to strangers and being like, hey, you remember when we went to school in Atlantis together? Yeah, I remember you. And every now and then someone will be like, "Uh, uh, yeah. And now they've got a new person. That's that simple. It really is just that straightforward. They'll keep doing their library and doing their thing. We need to send him to downtown Rotland. Yeah, it might get rid of some of the population. A lot. Oh, no. I'm sure they would love it. At least they'd have something to do. Maybe side shoot up. They do a lot of drugs. I mean. And I told you about the drug deal I saw the other day in front of the courthouse. I saw one in front of my shocking. house the other day. The courthouse is ballsy, though. That's pretty funny. That's honestly where they do it the most. I and it's shocking to me because I've never actually witnessed it before. Like I'm well aware that's where they do it and that's the most common place to do it, but I've never actively seen it done. That's why that was I was the first time you caught it in the wild. The first time, yeah, it's the first time I've seen it done in the wild. And none of we are all exposed to it. I even have a DVD dealer. It's not okay. And he gets high every time I just he gets say, one. I don't do anything illegal. Oh no, he brings me actual pre-used DVDs and every time I see him, it's like, shit, it's going to cost me money. I remember diving under a desk one day and Wendy's like, what's wrong? It's like, my dealer's here. She's like, that's Darren. It's like, my dealer. She's like, he does drugs, no DVDs. (laughs) But he still wants money from me and so I still must hide. Again, I don't don't do anything illegal. I don't have any dealers. Technically, I don't do anything illegal anymore either because they legalized the one vice I had left. So thanks for that. 
everybody. Lies is hot. No, that's not true at all. Um, no, this is gonna say lies. You <laughs> lie to people's face. I just legally pay for my vices. Ariel knows. I have problems. <laughs> I, I, what is in there? I, I, dice. Dice. I bought more dice. <laughs> I buy all of my drugs too. Facebook Marketplace. It's terrible. I scroll through and be like, I need you, and I need you, and I need you, and I need you. Facebook Marketplace is not safe for anyone really with impulse cool. issues. They're cool, Color, guys. Look. They look like... Mm, oh, they they're are nice. shiny. They look like they're moss. They're very cool color. Full focus. Yeah, they're like a blue splattered. It's like somebody murdered a smurf and there's blood everywhere. Actually, it kind of does look like that. There was blood everywhere. But no, um, I went and saw Ed yesterday over at, at Two Ravens. Um, oh. and and Richard, you will you you will be happy to know that I'm already having a panic attack because Ed wants to do a book signing in November. Yay! <laughs> Excited yeah. for you. I'm, I'm having my my pre-event panic attack now. And I'll have another one in November. Like <laughs> she's not going to stop panicking between I'm now not. and November. I'm <laughs> planning ahead. It's really just going to make me tired later. <laughs> Do I need to go with you? Do I need to be like, uh, okay, people, give her space, let her breathe, one at a time. I told Shay, Shay, uh, and Shay's like, as soon as you know the dates, let me know because I'll come up. So I'm going to put it on Facebook. Yes, we'll have to put it on Facebook. Ed's yes. already got some plans on how to do it. No, and I mean, I'm going to put them on my Facebook. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. people instantaneously knowing about you. It wouldn't be so bad because hopefully that'll be 1,600 people that buy my book. So We're books, plural, because I, I do want to get the second one out. I have the cover, the cover done. Nice. Um, and I just need to edit through it one last time so I can put it up and, and get it published. Um, I'm just get it lazy. published. It's, I'm just lazy and it's summer, so I haven't had the time to like sit down and actually do it. But yeah, it, it's basically like if I really push myself, I could have it out in a week. I do want to get it out sometime for Pride Month, but I don't know if I'll actually make it or not. I might just say fuck it and do it for July first. I don't know. Don't don't rush me, but I'll have it out sometime this this year before November. The second nice. one. The second one. Anyways, yeah. Super excited. Okay, so excited. I did not mean to have that turn into like a hey self-promotion. What was that? Why does it He's say that? This. What so did, that it's I their think, page. Why did that pop in there? What is that? What happened? It's so, a weird box. Can you see it? Yeah, what is that? Get off me! Oh, it's you! Cat, what did you do? I shared my screen. Okay. Okay. Stop biting me. <laughs> it was just Sorry. weird because it like popped up at the same time I said things. What are you sharing? I was trying to listen, but then I was like, I've clicked it, so it, it went ahead and did it. But okay, so this is this is their page. This is the church. This is the library. How it's supposed to look. This is the doves in the saucer. Oh my god. Can you see it? I cannot yeah, see it. You have to click on it. Oh, thank you. Hang on. <sighs> okay, you gotta link this page into our chat as well. I definitely oh. will, because it's a source. Oh my. So this is them. The founders are over here. 
They old. They were they old, old when they founded it. And when they got married. But it's all like they have freaking television programs. They really are like into Tesla and the free energy concept. I mean, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. Like it really, I was like, that tracks as far as their thing and what they're trying to do. Yeah. They think Tesla was the closest anyone has ever come to like, to interdimensional understanding of power. Uh, and they claim when they were alive, they were claiming that they could like they knew how intergalactic transport works because of Earth and where it is. Not many people can travel here. It's really hard to travel here and it's really hard to leave. Huh? That's what I, I was like. That seems like a safety net, but OK. I'm for it. Where And I'm going to post this page so everyone can see, because there's yeah. just, like, they have a podcast, they have blogs. I wish I could find more of the pictures of just her being her fabulousness. Because <laughs> there, there's, like, this super famous stock photo of her in her crazy dress being crazy. Super weird. Have they made a movie of this yet? Well, they make their own. Here she is. Okay, so here's oh, Here's our space princess. God. Here's the crazy dress. Intergalactic dress. With all the same size planets. Do <laughs> you notice there's many more planets than we know about? <laughs> right. But okay. And her giant ass tiaras. Huge respect for the six-inch tiara on her head. Yeah, no, these are fantastic. She looks like an intergalactic princess. Like, she succeeded with her whole... looks like a terrible movie from the 60s. It does. All their movies are like that. All their movies are like 60s science fiction. Like, here's an image from one. (laughs) Like, dress up. And they, they basically LARP. The yeah, this is what it seems this is like LARPing. This is fantastic. It's so good. It's so good, and I want to be a part of it. <laughs> like, let me, let me be a part of it, please. Only thirty dollars and a stamp. Of them dressed up in their craziness with his bonkers ass headpiece. Fantastic. Oh, I, I want it. I want traumatizing. It. I mean, yeah, will be a, a little upsetting. Okay. So it's so wow. that's if I was gonna join a cult, that would be the cult for sure. I have I have a couple cults I'm gonna show you today, but the important ones were Unarius, and then we're gonna we are gonna go into Final Fantasy House, which is much less whimsical and actually is really sad well i googled a bunch of the the cult movies too if you want them you did okay so we have a list of cult movies or movies based around that yes so final fantasy house is actually do you want to do the cult the list do we want to do the list first before fantasy house or do we want to do some of the list then fantasy house then more of the list 
I like that idea. Let's do some of the lists so we don't have to listen to my voice too much. Also, I need more coffee. <laughs> oh, your voice is wonderful. It doesn't bother us at all. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so this has gone a direction. Ah! Not sure ah. I like this anymore. I would be the incantation of every Sailor Scout and Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Oh. They're intergalactic beings, so I'm pretty sure that falls yeah. in their realm. Apparently, if we're playing this, I know uh, at least Rourke and if not Sammy. Um, so, you know, there's that. So you have two, or at least yeah, one incantation, one, maybe two. two. Um, but I mean, I have all my other... Maybe one. Richard is the guy. He's the original keeper of the library. I you earn it? Oh, but see, now you do it in DVD format, because how many DVDs do you own? That's very true. He's you back! Where's Uriel? Why you got killed? Why'd you come back and not her? Gosh, Uriel. <laughs> There's room for only one of us. <laughs> the planet's not big enough anymore. That bitch takes up a lot of space. Fucker. Yeah. Oh, have, with her bowling ball. We have had an intergalactic divorce. <laughs> she has gone to her own side of the solar system. I mean, she had three husbands before him, and apparently every single one of them was an abuser, which is the only thing where I'm like, okay, girl. I'm seeing a common denominator here. Listen, if you knew the winch, you'd hit her too. Hey, oh my god! <laughs> so, maybe Uriel is Amber Heard. Oh my god, there you go. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. What, Osiris? Are you mad because he claimed to be your incantation? I'd be insulted, too. Lots of people actually from Egypt who no. believe that mythology were real mad about... Well, I'm sure they were. No, Osiris came in here and sat on the floor and just looked at me. <laughs> He's like, I know that bitch. She's fucking crazy. <laughs> I have all of the fucking animals in here. I got the cats, two of the dogs... They've all met Uriel, and they're trying to tell you she's bonkers. They're like, yeah. no. <laughs> no, no, we we talk to her regularly. No. Like, please, no, don't do it. Her dresses were expensive, and the tiara was huge. So what, were our, what was our favorite cult, cult media, guys? Do you have anything? Oh, I think... Cult media? Before we start the list, like, do you have any honorable mentions? I'm not really into cults, so no. Um, it, neither am I. <laughs> but I still, I still have one I need to bring up: the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If you haven't seen that on oh, Netflix, oh, that is a great TV show. Look how excited she gets! <laughs> I really liked that when I saw that. I was like, oh my god, they combined two of my favorite things: crazy cult people and, and musicals. And musicals. Shit's uh, about a, a girl who grows up in a cult that's been in like um one of those underground bunkers, and <laughs> I think like six of them or something. So was it like Fallout if it went for a musical? Well, no, it it's something like I don't remember if the guy died. I think that's what happened. Was the cult leader he died? Died. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to and, be. 
and they had to leave, and they managed to. They came out and and they had a hole in the ground for like 25, 30 years. So they came out. Think of that movie with Brendan Fraser where um, you know he comes out of of the the holdings the 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 bomb shelter. What is that movie called? Uh, It's funny. Fucking, um, it's no Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's in it, and uh, is it Sissy Spacek that plays his mother? Now I gotta see it. Now I gotta see it. Okay. Uh, Blast from the Past? Blast from go. the Past. Yep. So it's kind of got that effect. She has no idea what she's doing, and of course the newspapers are all over them because, oh my god, they were in a cult, and this had happened, and they they tried to integrate she's back into, into life, and she goes... She's in New York City, and she meets this this majorly flaming black guy who's hysterical. And um, females is strong as hell. She she answers his response to be his roommate, and it just goes disaster. Well, it's, it's, he's adorable. It's, he like can't keep a job. He's wildly eccentric. He's fucking out of hand. He's the greatest. I would. Love, I want him in my house. And she's so naive. She's just so overwhelmed and she just gets flashed up into it and it's hilarious when I do one of the things that I did that I really like fall in love with over the unbreakable Kimmy Stewart and it is very goofy but it is the sense of like relentless positivity in the face of a world you don't understand right right oh she's always happy she's very Pollyanna she was in a hole in the ground for 20 years. There's not a whole lot you could do to fuck up her attitude. She's like, I'm not in the ground, so it's fine. Yeah. It's pretty great. Super fun. Super fun, definitely. And, of course, then there's the, oh. I don't know if you've seen Seen that another abusive situation and there was really no payoff or development and i get what they were trying to do but it really made me sad for the character i was like this is a bummer and a little too close to factual and now i'm sad (laughs) (laughs) exactly and it's not as fun as like wicker man so it's really just like emotionally traumatizing (laughs) i didn't watch wicker man i heard bad reviews there are so many bad reviews. Isn't it's that Nicholas so Cage? It's so bad and it's so much fun. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. God. The bees. Why with the bees? So good. Anyway, carry on. What? So, so uh, what? Uh, I mean, you obviously, one of your favorites is Wicker Man then? Wicker Man. Nicholas Cage is specific. Both Wicker Men are fine, but Nicholas Cage's Wicker Man is a blast because it's just a man unhinged for like an hour. And it's just Nicolas Cage at a 10 for an hour screaming about a missing girl and the cult. And it's pretty hilarious. That sounds amazing. It's kind of great. If you just want to watch Nicolas Cage run around and scream at people, then for sure, Wicker Man, good time. And then he gets murdered in the end, so that's fun. That's That sounds great. (laughs) I think that's a good time. We'll make you watch it someday. Yeah, I'm sure you will. We'll get there. I don't own it. <laughs> wow. That says a lot. You don't own either of them? No, it's Nicolas Cage. I mean, uh, yeah. 
I, I have national treasure. Sixty seconds. You have now. You have all the Nick Cage you need in your life. I have. I have. Um, it could happen to you with the with the lottery ticket. Okay. And I have pre-ordered the new Nick Cage movie that went to the theaters for because it was hilarious. Which um, you don't have like Face Off. Oh, I do have Face Off. It was yes. Uh, it's one of my exes. Really, it was one of her favorite films. So you do have some Nick Cage but not movies, a lot. just not a lot and not oh, a lot. And I have Peggy Sue Got Married. The time traveling one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't... Um, yeah, it stars, um, oh, the voice of Roger Rabbit. Um, mm. <sighs> Serial Mom. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I really like you if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I'm just having a brain fart. I'm coming off COVID. I'm sorry. Um, um, the voice of Roger Rabbit. Kathleen Turner. There you go. Okay. I didn't even have to do it. No, I remembered. Hi, Rick. That woman's amazing. Um, so, yeah. So I have a couple of Nicolas Cage movies, but not a majority of them. Uh, well, and I can see that Nick Cage, I mean, if you didn't, weren't, a, if you're not a huge fan of, I almost feel like you're not a fan of that kind of acting, because I feel like Will Smith yeah, is very Cage man unhinged. Very specific. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's. Now, that being said, I really like Bruce Campbell, and he's unhinged acting. <laughs> That's right. You already have that face filled. He's a different kind of unhinged acting. Like, like I feel like Nick Cage is a very specific kind of unhinged acting. <laughs> Nick Cage would fully, in the minute, in the midst of a rant, like grab a baby out of a mom's arms and be like, "But why the bees?" Right. <laughs> like, absolutely, and it's great. <laughs> oh, where is she oh wait that's bad. Jimmy, you might talk me into watching that that's hilarious it's kind of hilarious because he's just running around oh, looking wow. for a girl who's not really missing and then he dies in the end it's so funny <laughs> so if you guys are good then I'll go start the list okay yes. alright 13 movies about real and fictional cults that will quote unquote terrify you okay it's from men's health so we'll take that with a grain that's of salt men's health what? What'd you say? I said, is that the cat and the ferret? Oh! Oh. <laughs> oh. Cat one, ferret zero. <laughs> the cat was caught. He had to go. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, so this is hilarious, guys. Movie 13, Midsummer. Movie number oh, 12, wow, Wicker Man. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Movie eleven. Nicholas Cage reincarnated. Rosemary's Baby. Oh yeah, I mean oh. that should be on the list. That's an upsetting yeah. movie. I, I've never seen it. That's I one haven't of the ones either. Ones. I've heard about it several times, but I've never actually seen it. Um, I've heard that it's amazing. Uh, a lot of women I know have been like, it is a really scary look at what postpartum can look like. Oh, the response that people around you have. It's oh. terrifying and upsetting. I would not be surprised. So, because I don't have much to go on with that, I'll go to the next one, which is called Wild Wild Country. Heard of it, never watched it. I've I'm heard of it. I've never seen it either. No, it's cult-based. 
It's a it's a oh, cult leader. I must have seen it. Okay, me. Okay, I'm writing that down because we remember how we said we want to do another one that Ooh. none of us have seen. And that's not one that said we haven't. Okay. In 1981, cult leader Bhagwan Sri Ranjish set out to create an utopian-like community in Oregon. After confrontations with local and state officials, its members attempted major criminal acts to sway an election. All based on a very real story. I was going to say, that sounds like the white supremacists who took over a town. Right? It was weird. Everyone was very upset. Could very well be. It's Colorado in 1981. Fuck, it might be them. Oh, right. It's like this group just moved into a town and like overthrew the fucking local political politics. They just like outnumbered everyone. We're like, we're here now, bitches. Guess no one could really do anything about it. Holy shit. It was weird. Well, the next movie is Going Clear. Once again, <laughs> heard of this, didn't see it. <laughs> okay, I haven't heard of it. It's the seven-time Emmy-nominated documentary. Features interviews with actual members of the Church of Scientology. And Ah, stories of their recruitment, time as followers, and allegations of abuse. I think that this was, like, shown in two parts on television. It was. It was a big deal. I caught part of it. Yeah. It was the first coming out of people against Scientology. It's like the first wave of people coming out. And fun fact, Tom Cruise <laughs> was not involved in the making of this film. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised he, if we find out one day that he runs that fucking thing. Dude, he fair. disassociates every time he's getting ready to make a movie. From Scientology. Yeah. He's like there with medals and waving and all for it until he gets ready to make a movie and then he like exodites himself and comes oh, back so as not to lose momentum on the movies. Which is super smart. Yeah. The Next movie is called Jesus Camp. Dude, that is an upsetting story. It's also the 2006 Oscar-nominated film Jesus Camp was a terrifying real look at Christian summer camp in North Dakota. The camp's leaders would employ cult-like tactics to influence kids, which led to allegations of child abuse and exploitation. Now, I do remember this coming up because of my Oscar list. I did not ever watch it because it was the short film. didn't films. win, did it? It was short films. It wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is one of those, like, I do remember a scene in that, though, that was kind of upsetting where, like, the girl, they're trying to set up a, like, a, there's another one that's kind of like it called, there's two different ones. There's Hell House and Hell House LLC. Uh, Hell House LLC is about the scary house that you go tour, but Hell House is about a Christian camp who every year set up, like, a play or to help people not right be participate in the occult and one of them is like it's the prettier girl of the group or the conventionally pretty teenage girl and they want her to play the woman who got an abortion oh and it's all about like covering her in fake but like scream louder scream louder you need to seem really upset can we get her to like bleed more when they do it? and these are like children and for people who are like, stop sexualizing and over-informing our children, these were children that they were ha- they were having reenact these things. Um, it was very much like that. Very upsetting. Um, the next movie on the list is Hereditary. 
Oh, that no, was fucking petrifying. It's also the same author, uh, same director as Midsummer. <laughs> and it was I really mean, good and really movie, scary. If you haven't seen this movie, this movie will make you lose your head. Not an appropriate show. <laughs> Dude, the uh, scream that she lets out is so upsetting. <laughs> so upsetting. And the teenage boy just is like, I'm just going to go to bed now. It's all very upsetting. That was one of the first movies in a long time that had got me. And they utilized the technique of like hiding people in the corners. So you don't see them on the screen, but your brain is aware that there's a person in the shot that you cannot see. And it causes a feeling of discomfort and unsettleness. It's a technique they've been using a lot lately, and it works really well. This is what. What the fuck? Hey. You okay? You, you guys can't see what happened. Literally, Cat is on the screen by herself and literally just freaks the fuck out. There's nothing there. It's amazing. The fly buzzed in my ear, and he was too close to my head, and it freaked think, me out. <laughs> I think she's a little too close to cult. I think I've been reading too much about cult things this week, and I my brain is broken. So, Hereditary is one of those eye-opening movies that is a very fun look at. I almost want to say witchcraft. Kind of, yeah. It's very like I wouldn't. It's a cult, and you don't spend a lot of time on the like culty cult part of it. Most of and, it is just real uncomfortable. And like Midsummer, it's an A24 film. They are known for the more artistic types of films. This it's guy stylized. also did a movie called The Witch, which oh, The Witch actually didn't really do anything for me, but it did do stuff for others that I've known. So, I've noticed that one's like a yes or no movie, though. People are either like, yeah, or they're like, I don't know. Well, nope. if if you if you're in a mindset that you can't let yourself get lost in the time frame and you're in a realistic setting where you'd be like, please, we know better now that you're a dumbass. I, it's you, like you know, the Church of Unarius. If you're not willing to yes and the movie, then it's kinda you just like you need to go it. into an open mind and put yourself back into the seventeen hundreds when the movie takes place. And you know, and you might Get a, because a lot of it is just suspense thrills and the what if mm -hmm. instead of actually anything happening where hereditary is not at. Hereditary has traumatizing scenes. Midsummer it keeps you in has suspense and then just like that, unravels yeah. and it, sh it shocks you. Um, Midsummer really is very upsetting. Midsummer is very very upsetting on lots of levels. Um, the it's witch, a, I don't feel has that. Upsetting, I feel like, but the witch stuff. is supposed to be his. It was his first film, and he did it as a New England folk tale, and he wanted to keep the realism about the time frame. So, for what okay. it is, it is pretty incredible. It just didn't scare me. <laughs> the well, other and it's two, hard to follow up like things like Midsummer, and it's hard it to scare me in the middle, right? Yeah, and no, the witch was the first. Oh, it was okay. Which is the first? Yeah, the other. So it is a progression of him getting better. Actually, he did. Yeah. Like, at least I can say, Midsummer and Hereditary made me feel uncomfortable. The witch they were didn't. uncomfortable. Yeah. The next movie on the list is Heaven's Gate: The Cult of Cults. 
So uh, I've never seen the movie, but I remember it happening. I remember the video. You footage. were around for that debauchery. I, I was a, I was I was a teenager, you know. Um I was it had to have happened somewhere around the time when Princess Di died because mm-hmm. I yeah, um I was staying with my grandmother a lot and had access to TV. And because uh, oh. great <laughs> What a time well, to have access to TV. Well, my da- my dad died. And my two grandfather died within three months of each other, and oh, wow. Grandma couldn't be left by herself. So that time frame, I was sent to really kind of stay with her because I was reeling and having my own issues. Um, Keep each other company, sure. Yeah, right. So I and Grandma was a big news watcher. So the Heaven's Gate cult creeped me out. Like I what remember. What a time being- to watch the news, right? Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, she Ooh. was glued six o'clock every night, and it was creepy. I did not. I, I was at this point still terrified of unsolved mysteries. So, uh yeah. It was the music. <laughs> that, not the programming. Music. That music was the worst. <laughs> it was upsetting. So, um, Heaven's Gate. I have vivid memories of. But have you actually ever seen the movie? So I've watched, it's hard, I'm sure I have, because I have, that is in the cluster of movie documentaries at, you know, like glow, like going clear, you just, it's in the roster if you're going through them. Lots of people cover it in podcasts. It's a really popular one. Um, fucking tea and dough. The weird thing is those two actually almost have the flip side of Uriel and Ernest. T was the one who was quick to anger and kind of bonkers and hard to understand. And then the guy took over and the, kind of reassembled the, it. The Heaven's Gate cult um, is the first one that really drove home the idea of uh, yeah, poisoning all the members. Mm-hmm. And I know Jonestown happened in my lifetime. I was much younger. It also didn't was, happen in, in America. Yeah. I had moved by then. Uh, I thought it was in Pennsylvania. I don't know why. It was, they had by then, I think, because they had moved around a bunch and were kind of being kicked out. Um, and that guy, Black Lightning, kept kidnapping mem- members. Uh, to reprogram oh. them. And I yes, remember it was there, Black was, Lightning. there was a big standoff to something in Waco, Texas. I don't know if that, I think that was cult oriented, but I'm not a sure. Waco standoff had happened yeah. and Ruby Ridge. And so they had actually gone, like they had left the country and gone to like the, not the Philippines. Where did they go? Um, it'll come to me. It might've even been like Peru or something. Um, and they actually did okay building their compound until the leader got there. And, like, kind of started taking over again, and it went real oh. bad. And then they all drank Kool-Aid. It was really sad. But I know Heaven's Gate, they did drink Kool-Aid, and the sneakers were a, a huge part of it. And that creepy-ass video that you can now buy online. <laughs> yeah, you can, like, you can, he- oh, yeah, they, yeah. because they were recording at the Every- time, you can hear children and gunshots for the people who wouldn't drink it. And it's real upsetting. That's it's wildly upsetting. It shouldn't be accessible. Yeah, that's 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 my like the fact that you can buy it. You can buy the original video too, where the guy was like, "Oh, you know, the the whole selling, you know, where he had the solar system behind him and really poor animation graphics." Yeah, um, that fucking animation graphic. They all use the same fucking shit, and I don't know. But yeah, 
It was like how to run a cult and get people to join. Use bad graphics. Um, <laughs> Make crap gra- movie. It's the cult starter pack. Here's this shitty graphic. <laughs> it's the cult starter. Pack. So the next, the next, <laughs> the oh, next no. movie on the list. You get a prayer candle and a tapestry with some tennis shoes. Oh no. The next movie on the list is called The Vow. Now, this is not The Vow movie I saw. Um, (laughs) This is a 2020 HBO documentary uh, documenting activities of a sex sex trafficking cult known as Nexivim. (laughs) Yeah, Nexivim. That's exactly how I read it the first time, too. He spells it in Roman numerals. He's such a dick. Oh, and it's leader Keith Rainier. (laughs) So you must have saw that one too then. Well, and I Nexium was relatively recent and was actively collecting girls. So he was I watched him very clearly very closely cuz he was a seminar guy. He was a come to my seminar and I'll teach you how to be more successful and live at your most capacity or whatever. And if you had a cold, he would say things like, "But what if you just stopped sneezing? What if you do have the power to do that?" And people would be like, "Oh!" <gasps> He's a genius. What you can't just stop having a cold though. What? That's not that's not how that works. What? Okay. Nope. No, it's look not. At, but look at Scientology. He is very that he took a book out of Scientology. That's all he is. He's a tiny mm-hmm. Scientology, and then the inner circle of girls got weirdly obsessed and like started branding each other. It was bad. So I was if the body was supposed to meant to heal itself or couldn't or it wouldn't yeah, it wasn't meant to be. You weren't and allowed she, to go and get she, help. And she almost died. And that's when she ended the Scientology bullshit. And Keith got rid of her husband. like that too. Yeah. Um the next movie on the list is Waco. <laughs> Speaking oh, of no. Waco. <laughs> oh no. Also very upsetting. No, what's good? I do have memory of this from actual. I've never seen the movie, but I I remember it in the news. You didn't need to watch the movie, probably. No, not really. And oh look, guess what's next? Jonestown. Oh god damn it! Those the ones are always in a fucking cluster. They happened right on top of each other too. It was like it was bad. And it was Guyana. You're right. It was a different. Yeah. 1978, the year before I was born. 900 followers to drink poison. So I wasn't part of that. It was the Waco that I was part of it, and they were comparing it to Jonestown. It's oh, and be they what probably it brought it up in oh, the newsreels. And, and that's where I got the memories of it. Yeah, that makes very much For more sure sense they to me. footage. They were like, remember when, as the compound was burning. Remember that time? The right. funny thing is, I think that's the fastest we've ever gone through a list. Oh, is that it? That's that all 13. It? All 13 Holy of them. Shit. Oh, shit. I guess they kind of named all the cults. that and well, They only make movies about the big ones. They left so, out Not Once no. Upon a Time in Hollywood with the Mansons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it said the top 13. Um, There's also a movie that one of my friends made me watch on Netflix. And it was a guy who was going into... And I, I keep Googling it, and he keeps saying it's the Apostle, but the Apostle says it takes place in 1909, uh, uh, 1905. Ooh. But I'm very 
confused by that because I, um so what my memories of this film was much more modern. It was a modern okay. day. They were trying to the guy was trying to find his sister or something, and she'd gone into a, uh, a cult compound, and he was bringing a video camera in to videotape it as well. And he oh. was, yeah, um, and it was on a remote island, so it sounds very much like this one that says the Apostle, but he couldn't have had a video recorder in 1905, like yeah, it's saying. the timing doesn't track. So, I don't know what the movie was. Are you I was sure trying you to didn't watch, watch one of the Wicker Mans? They're on an island, and he's looking for his daughter and his ex-wife, who went and ran away and joined a cult. They, they, they're, they're, they're in a jeep. There's three of them. He, no, oh. he's definitely his sister. And they have to leave the jeep at the side at the end of the compound. They won't let them in with it. Oh, I and, nope, that's not Wicker Man. And they they were trying to take their guns and stuff, and all of that had to be checked in. At the, and then he had to go, and then he found his sister, and she yells at him for coming to after her after she clearly told mom and dad that she didn't want to be found. Like, I remember vivid details. It wasn't that long ago. I'm going to say within the last five years I've seen this. I would be interested to find it, though, because I yeah. want to know. Um, I, the I don't... taking the guns thing is interesting, too. There's only a couple cults that did that. Many of them collected guns. <laughs> It, they 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 enjoyed because they were usually anti-government. They so were like building. The they had their the own system. garden area, and they had their own. You know, they had their own. And that the sacrament. Like Jonestown. Yeah, they, oh, they, the, the sacrament. sacrament. The sacrament. The sacrament. Okay. Apparently, it's older than that. I hadn't seen it. Oh, really? It's from 2013. Oh. And I saw it because a I, a friend was watching it on you know Netflix. Right. Sacrament and the Endless are two cult like movies that are on my list that I just it's, again haven't gotten to yet. It says the it's Endless an American cool. found footage horror thriller film about a vice journalist who documents her co-workers attempt to locate a sister vice. after she joins <laughs> a reclusive religious commune. The fa- the film's plot is based on the real life events of the Jonestown massacre. Oh, she went to Jonestown. Oh, that's sad. Lots of Jonestown affected a lot of people. Um, yeah, because they knew people. They had, those people had friends and family. A lot of them just like woke up one day and were like, "Bye." So I do know for a fact that this is on, or at least was on Netflix. If you want to see it, um, it was interesting. I I got very angry at it. I remember being Ooh, very angry at the film. Good. But um, yeah, it it was an interesting film. It was not something I would ever buy. I wouldn't. I have no desire to revisit it. I tend not oh. to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not a cult person anyway. So. Well, and again, you've already an, had your experience, so I imagine like visiting it for entertainment purposes not super fun. Oh yeah, yeah. The Jehovah's Witnesses were pretty much a cult. Yeah, um, I mean, I classify them as one. They're constantly trying to recruit me. I tell them all the time, I'm too loud. You guys wouldn't like me. Oh, <laughs> dude, a big ass mouth, dude. Piss y'all off. I mean, the thing is, is that it's so set up to. It doesn't feel like a cult. It feels like you're going to church every week, but it's super. Like some of their policies are, and they've gotten worse apparently since the years I've been in there. So I saw one of my I saw one of my friends go through it. Um, his father was one of the lead members of the congregation. And his parents, because he wanted the notoriety of being in the congregation, 
forced his kids to get baptized at like 13 or 14. Now, when you baptize in their religion, you you know you become a full fledged member. If you ever get disfellowshipped, you can no longer talk to anybody in the religion. Now, when back when I was a kid, my mom explained church, right? My mom explained that uh, you could go if you're trying to become reacquainted with them, and you can start doing the back of the church thing until you're accepted. But um. One of the big things that, that my mom said was that when that happens, like their own families don't stop talking to them. They just can't talk to them about the church. And I was like, okay, that sort of felt reasonable at the time. It didn't seem like, you know, if you're not a member, just don't talk about what goes on in, in, yeah. in there or whatever. Like they, would, like they would care. Um, well, this kid decided that he was going to date a girl who didn't go to the church and his he he got quote-unquote disfellowship because you know he was dating somebody that wasn't in the church and um disfellowshipped for that apparently that didn't that once again this is this is not the experience i had in it my experience in it was very mild compared to what this kid's experience is in it and I do believe that they become more cultish because what I saw, because they had him baptized, they disfellowshipped him. And when he got disfellowshipped, his parents would no longer speak to him. Holy they, shit. Yeah, they got rid of him out of their life. That is damaging. And that is horrifying. That is culty bullshit right there. And that is not. And like the psychological blow it causes to isolate a human being from their immediate circle is, is almost ir- irreparable sometimes. It is extremely. Right. Yeah. And so then, and this case gets worse, much, much worse. A year and a half later, his parents bring charges on him saying that he had molested his sister at some point. <gasps> now, if That's I That's some Scientology so, psychosis. So if I didn't know him, I would say that, oh my God, that probably happened. You would say, believe the victim, just go, but, yep. But knowing him, my thoughts on this is much worse because his father is such a high member of the church to have one of his sons, well, to have his son be disfellowship like that, they would normally blame parenting. Now the parents can go back and say, we had to get rid of him because this is what happened. And they're using it as a crutch. And his sister doesn't have the right to say anything for herself. She's under six. She's 15. Your so, children are a seen, not heard thing in that group, from what I understand. Right. So, but it sounds legally the parents are the one pressing charges, not the sister, because they're the ones speaking for her. Mm. And it's super something fishy. And I was going to say, understand. I smell something. And I don't something add up here. Even, even his, own, his ex-girlfriend wouldn't have said she never would have believed that about him at all. Like, nobody who knows him believes this. Like, there, there's no we, way. There's this kid isn't that person. That, well, and I was going to that doesn't usually make sense. Like, there's, there's usually some form of escalation before you just graduate to full-blown physical assault. You know, like people yeah. don't usually just come out of the blue at right. 100. No, so, usually, like usually there's signs like there's there's animal abuse or, you know, yeah, you usually get one of the trifecta or you get weird behaviors, little, kids, little kids or, you know, just right. so you know, 
aggression but or violence. Or... Yeah. yeah, but I have seen churches, particularly Scientology, accuse people of stuff like that to justify kicking them out. Yeah. I think it's more of the parents trying to save face. Yeah. Yeah, well, it can't be your fault. Because no. everything bad that happens is your fault, and everything good that happens, God gave you. Right. Yeah. Now, despite some of the drawbacks to that church, I will say that going in, it felt... So, having experienced a, a Catholic a Catholic group, you know, hmm. going to a Catholic church a couple of times, um, not regularly, please don't misinterpret that, <laughs> I, but I... I've actually been to uh, one of the, um, I, I don't know if they were Pentecostals or Baptists, but went, went to one of those as well um, on a very poor date. And I was always comparing <laughs> to see if, because I had this notion that it might be a cult and I wanted to compare it to other religions. So Catholicism, it acts a lot like Catholicism. You go in. You know, you have the, the the person talking from the platform where the Jehovah's Witness difference is that the person, you know, talks from the platform the way the priest would. They read verses from the Bible and okay. then they send microphones up and down the aisle so that the group can discuss what they've heard and if there's any ideas that they have or the way their mind is with the information. Thoughts that they're thinking about. Yeah. So, so they, they, they pick apart the Bible. And then, you know, they have the whole singing portion, you know, because they have their little songbooks and you sing. And then they would go into the the final meeting of the night. There'd be two, it would be two hours and you would have the first hour where they talk, picked apart the Bible and, and talked to it together. Then you would have That's something come from some, two uh, hours yeah, too much. three and three hours, I um, mean, three days a week. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of time to dedicate to like your religion philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then, then the second half was usually somebody who came up and was talking about modern events compared to what the Bible said today or then compared to what was okay. going on today. And then the meeting would end. They never passed a collection plate. They would have a, a, a donation thing in the back. If you wanted to donate, you could, you, you weren't forced, you weren't asked. That okay. was one of the things that, Impressed me actually, even now it impressed me that they didn't do that. They shit don't pass it. Like everyone yeah. can't see you donating or not donating, which is the point right. of the collection plate. It's that it's very visual for everyone. Right, right. Where they don't do that. So some of that stuff it didn't so much bother me, but there were things I remember. Like my mom was raised Catholic, and my father was somebody who, um kind of went along with it because my mother wanted him to. So and, many people accidentally end up in religions that way. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. happens yeah. all the time. But this religion gave, goes back to the old saying where men are the head of the household and whatever they say goes. Mm -hmm. And my father had used that as an ego trip, which oh. isn't necessarily the religion as so much as well, that has a lot to do with personality. Person. Yeah. Especially so, if he wasn't necessarily part of the religion, but then was like, well, this is convenient. Yeah. I remember him and my mother getting into a fight because she involved the church in an instance where dad went out and bought a gun instead of buying groceries. Ooh. And she, a fuck? He, <laughs> How they you... had, there was a fight and yeah. my mother took him to the elders and the elders intervened and they were like, you know, the Bible says you take care of your family. 
this is clearly not. She has every right to stand up to you and say no. And that was the and at that point, I think my father got lost more interest in the church than he had. Well, because well, the elders he, he didn't only, agree with him. Yeah, Correct. he only wanted the authority. If it came the with authority. the authority, <laughs> he yeah. didn't want the responsibility so part. You notice at that point, my parents weren't going to all the meetings. We weren't going mm. out door to door all the time, you know, because you know they would send. And, and that's the other Not part. To go about- find five hundred souls to reject at the gate of heaven because they already have the thirty-two hundred. So they they have this weird notion. Um, the, the the child thing I don't agree with sending them out door to door. There is a supposed Please don't do group- that. It used to scare me when I saw people do that. I watched one woman who was a Jehovah's Witness look at her 13 year old daughter and send her up to a strange man in the parking lot to talk to him about God. And oh, it was I re- fucking terrifying. Yeah, of the like of, of of the like please sir can i have some more soup thing except the like please sir join my religion like it's it's very much and if like as a child you just have to do whatever the parent says so when mom was like take this pamphlet and go talk to that stranger yeah i was like really stranger. we're just yeah so- okay. oh, stranger danger this could be the last time i ever see you cuz that guy's going to snatch you off this bench and take you away it's we have god on our side it's fine yeah if that's what happens, that's what happens, honey. Nice yeah. See <laughs> later. Like, so, I, so my memories of it are are a little different. Um, God, I hope so. I hope that was just that she was super crazy. Um, she was a little bonkers. Well, no, I'm not going to say what my parents did were right. I remember my father. Um, I would have been ten. Pulled me aside, and he was trying to impress some elder that was in in. Arizona. And he was like, listen, he was like, I'm really trying to impress him. I want you to go to the door and say this and this. And he coached me into what to say and asked me as a favor. That's the only time my father really ever asked me. It wasn't a demand. It wasn't a, yeah, he seemed almost des- ploy. Like, he, I need he, you to do this. He seemed desperate enough yeah. that I agreed to do it. Sure. Um, and that's the, tell when their and, parents are in need. And that's the only time that I remember ever going tour to tour. Um truthfully. Uh but and I also remember him and a friend of mine from the church that were we were at the park one day and he taught us the Bible books in order and he wanted us to remember them for that same elder. So I can do that. I can still remember all the Bible books in order because God I would have failed miserably because it's such okay. a little writing and the words are so complicated. My dyslexia would have Fucked me over hardcore. It was just the the chapters list. I didn't have to know. The, you didn't have scriptures. to know the verses. Oh. I know. I just I had like, to know. Oh my god, that's a Genesis, lot. Exodus, Leviticus, kid. Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, uh, Second. That's yeah. Impressive. Uh, thanks. But I mean, that has stuck with me all these years, which is very weird. Which I mean, I mean, I can get it. It's I, just like I remember, the religious alphabet. I remember the months because of a poem I was taught in second grade. Right, exactly. <laughs> Acronyms help. <laughs> I mean, um, but there were conversations that, especially concerning movies. Um, my mom, before we would go to grandma's to be able to watch TV, she would be like. So remember, she's like, you can watch movies and movies have magic and movies do this and movies have that. She's like, but you can't ever really talk about them with any of the members of the congregation. She said, you don't want to stumble somebody in their beliefs 
it's not our place to say what's right or what's wrong. Everybody has different parenting parenting comfort. Oh, that's kind of a beautiful way to say that, though. Yeah. So I was not blocked from viewing things like Cinderella and Pinocchio, and like some of them were, and I didn't understand. Um, but I was still blocked from seeing Christmas movies, holiday theme films, you know, stuff like that. So those are the ones my grandmother snuck me. Um, so once again, when I, when I, as I grew up, and even though I didn't like it, and I really didn't like the way the church members, um, treated us after dad died. I didn't like their response. I didn't like anything that's supposed to be this tight knit community and to get nothing from them. No, no help, no encouragement, yeah, no to support. Yeah, to be based that tightly on communion and then to right. just let one of your families free fall. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it felt like they, like, mom would be like, oh, the brothers stopped by today and be like, oh, they actually fucking care? Like, at this point, I'm I, the, the magic's over and I'm becoming an adult. Because I was 15 when dad You're starting died. to notice cracks in the system. Uh, yeah. And which is the whole reason why I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I don't, there's still a few members I liked, but I was a whole, my mind didn't come out of it thinking I was in a cult. My mind came out of it thinking it was just another religion. And Mm. so I, I compared, like I said, I went to the Catholicism was very close, except you didn't have the multiple praying and you didn't have the candles and you didn't have the things you stick in your tongue and you didn't have, you know, a lot of, and you didn't pass the collection plate. That right. was that was a big one. Well, I mean, um, like that particular church, though, is like one of the superpowers. Their yeah. collections are a big deal to them. I think they still control like a third of the world's wealth. And the Catholic then, church. When I went to the whichever other one I went, it was a date, and it was terrible. She wanted to go to a church for a date. Can you imagine? So oh it was like, God. all right, fine. I went with her to the Sunday church and it started off normal. Yeah, we were sitting in chairs and they're no, talking. Didn't. She asked you to go to church for a day. Truth. <laughs> There's truth. nothing normal about that. Truth, 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 truth. And even I, I mean, I was 22. I had my own, my own alarm bells with that, but I still said, okay, yeah, what the, what the heck? How bad could it be? I, you know, I pretty much scorn churches, but I haven't had a lot of experience with them. Maybe I'll go to a new one and see what it's like. Sometimes okay. when you experience something with someone and you enjoy, too. Honestly, you earn yeah. brownie points with the person you're trying to score with. Sure. <laughs> sure. We'll go with it that way. I'm a terrible person. Whatever. So we Me sat too. there and we went in there and it, and it was fine. Like, I, you know, we were all sitting in lines and chairs and the guy was talking and I'm like, oh, God. You know, and I'm just like, here goes another long hour I can sit through. And all of a sudden, this woman in the back suddenly shrieks. And I'm like, and she was like, oh, my God, something about the spirit in Jesus. And she starts flailing. Oh, I have seen these churches. And then another one did it. And it was like, Pop goes the weasel. And it was terrifying. Like daisies. And they're rolling and they're talking in tongues. And one of the big things about the witnesses is that one of the first things you do, you're trained, is never ever talk in tongues. It's, it's how you empty your mind and the oh, devil gets like in. Like that's daisies. how I was raised. And I'm like, and I'm still in that rated G period. I haven't quite gotten out. You know, I'm not going to church, but I haven't completely given it up. You know, the right. idea. The atheism hadn't quite set in. 
and all of a sudden just like oh my god like did the devil get her because i don't know what the hell just happened and for a second there i thought possession looks like actually what what popped through my head was oh my god the witnesses were right it's all that's how my thought process went um so i was pretty terrified and i never want to experience that again um like so so to be fair that would be really jarring the fact that she didn't warn you that you were about to walk in to one of the the holy spirits possessed me churches um, I didn't I know. know you should warn people if you're about to go into one of those churches. You have to tell right. people. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was not okay, and I. That's what. That's what actually <laughs> made me go to complete atheism right there. It was, it was shortly after. It, it was scared like, the is, Holy Spirit out of him, ladies. It was and like, nope, this is not for me. I I am perfectly good to sit like an adult, listen to a Bible discussed, and have a discussion on it. And even the Catholics do that to an extent. Like, no, absolutely not. This is not for me. And so, and then my years with the Jehovah's Witnesses had split. And then my next instance was I I met this kid that worked at the theater, and he was super nice and he didn't really have a ton of friends because and i could put myself in his shoes because i knew what it was like and where his thought process was yeah he was a little weird but he's going to be he hasn't really had any real world experience right and then as i got to know him and i heard what his parents were doing and i was very confused it's like why would they stop talking to you and he was like well i you know he was like i'm excommunicated it's like well that only matters if you're baptized He's like, I am baptized. And it's like, why would you get baptized at 14? Like, who does that? Oh, because his parents pressured him into it. For him, basically. And for him. And then and then to cut him off like that, which is like, why would they do that? You don't cut off your own family. So half the rules I grew up with have all been altered. And they've really gone down a really dark rabbit hole. So then he was trying to tell me what was going on. And then he showed me a an internet special on the JWs. And you know, one that actually appeared on A and E, and I started to get a real insight to how these people are now. And I don't know one if my parents protected me to an mm-hmm. extent. Two, if that's the way it was, and it, because coming out of the mind of a kid, I just don't have those memories. Right. Or three, if they've really just gone down a dark rabbit hole. And I know that every chapter is a little bit different. You know, it's all localized to whoever's running that particular chapter. Yeah, well, and, and I know that rules vary. Has to do with the community they're in and the exposure and how long it's been there. And but during my time in them, we went to two churches. We went to the one in Rutland, and we went to the one in Tucson, Arizona. And mm-hmm. one of their chapters, they had like thirty of different halls down there. They called them halls, not churches. Yeah, it's freaking Kingdom Hall. Right. (laughs) So, um, you know, and I never had an experience that, like, the two two were virtually the same. It didn't Mm -hmm. feel different. It didn't feel different. And so, like, I'm, like, now it seems like it's very different. And I think I feel lucky that I grew up in it when I did, because I... It could be much worse now. Well, and to be fair, I know, like, so I think actually Nexium is a good example of this because there's there's plenty of people in Nexium who would argue nothing necessarily out of hand bad happened to them. 
They were fine. No one branded them. No one told them they had to stop eating or weigh 90 pounds. It was just like a group of primarily females who were trying to like live their best self. Um, yep. And albeit some of the shit didn't make sense. Like, why can't you just will away a cold and shit like that? But for the most part, it was relatively harmless. And people didn't really get hurt. It's only these, like, chunks, these little pods of super extremist people finding each other, which always works out really well for the leader because you need that level of, like, I'm all in 100%. It needs to not be everyone because everyone can't come out of it with traumatizing stories. You'll lose your crowd. Oh, and the Jehovah's Witnesses felt, it's going to be a weird term to use, felt very corporation they like, are the I home do. office. The home office realized? is is in Brooklyn, New York, and you know really? it's called the Watchtower Society, and it's been there since the early 1900s. Um, I I know because I actually when I was in New York, I took a photo of the building because we were crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, and I saw it. I sent it to my siblings. It's like <laughs> anything sound familiar to you? <laughs> of course, thrown my phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kinda, exactly. So everything is centered there and all the direction goes out to, it feels like a corporation that sends directions out to the stores and then the stores implement it into their, and then they send somebody around like a district manager because they're they're called like they're, make sure you're doing it right. They're called the district a district elder, and they go around and they are and they kind of you know they kind of come in and they check on the church and make things sure that it is very quote unquote universal. So okay. it feels it feels very much like a Walmart or like as I and I think that's one of the reasons why I just did the corporate the life so well. <laughs> Because it's super weird, and there's no franchisees owners. It's only it's it's out it's of the society a, on a macro scale. Yeah, oh, the trip, and and they have a university on campus, and they have you know they have people that go to, to live at what they they quote it Bethel to live at. I, I like, don't yeah, know. That would, would yeah. Like yeah, probably. So, um, yeah, because you had to, you had to fulfill certain obligations within the congregation to be nominated to go to Bethel. Once again, it's very just like wow. a corporation. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be. Oh, well, damn. So, I was going to say a raise, but that's not which, the word. Which does kind of Promoted. explain why the, the church leader now is. Using his son as a oh you yeah because the church leader he's the one of the head ofs like of the three that yeah. run the place in Rotland right you know his son is is this kid and he's like hey um you know I I really think he's doing it to save face and maybe quote unquote his job so he doesn't get you know because you can be de they don't call it de demoted they call it something else d it's like. Whatever the yeah. word for it is D. D D is in it. It's like um and and sometimes and sometimes uh I remember people in the congregation be like, Oh, he's just taking a step back from his duties because of, of real life situations. But but it's it's okay. D, it's not D titled, it's <laughs> D something. Um and I remember you know, little things like that and mom explaining it. So 
their explanations are very solid. And it, so when they pull the Bible apart, they're, 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 they pick it apart to try to find things that, you know, they, they call themselves Bible scholars. And they make a point to like close yeah, all the all the corners and shit. They want right. to make sure that their story is tight. And, and honestly, they, they have one of the better assembled ones. And they use the King James version of the Bible, so it's not even like the Mormons where they had to write their own. They they use something that has been known for centuries. That watchtower. Which branch is it that uses the Tom guy that came up to the Southern Vermont and found all this stuff underneath a tree one day? Like, oh my God! That's Mormon. That's the Mormon. That's the FLDS. Oh yep. God! Hi. So the Watchtower is a supplement magazine that they send out that you can use when you're going door to door to try to say, "Hey, we're not really a cult. This is why that we believe it." Constantly in my door, except yeah. it's like it's full of shit. That's like, why are you gonna burn in hell? Is right. your kid well, gonna lose their soul? <laughs> and I'm like, so what they what they do is like they're trying hostile. to poke. They're like trying to poke holes in the Catholic religion which says you go to hell the jehovah's witnesses don't believe that they believe that when you die there we're here yeah you're entered into a basically a queue to be resurrected that if you die all your sins are forgiven so that armageddon god resurrects everybody and gives you a thousand years to prove yourself and whether you're good or bad in the war and then yeah 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 yeah. so so you know i was like i don't remember enlisting motherfucker excuse you when you actually read the book of revelation it's very mixed up and and strange anyway and they tried to pick that apart and come up with something funny to me because i know i'm not religious in any way shape or form but i was baptized i just don't remember if i was probably as a baby i was as a baby yeah but see here's the best part i just don't remember if i was baptized as christian church let mom in no, 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 no. Here's the no, best part. Here's the best part, Cat. I don't remember if I was baptized as Christian or Roman Catholic. That's amazing. <laughs> so, you have to go to reason, and ask Jesus. So the reason why they don't <laughs> baptize the kids um, in in the Jehovah's Witnesses is that they want you to come out to the terminology in your own head that you want to do that. So well, they you leave. Want to? It's the yeah. AA mentality. But, yeah. But when I think about it, I want to say it was Roman Catholic because the only reason I would have been baptized, which would have been to appease my Italian grandparents. Oh, there. I feel like it was definitely Roman Catholic, Roman Catholic then, right? It would have yeah. to be. It would have had to have been. Just go to church on <laughs> Sunday. Go yeah, into the confession box. Say I've done lots of sins in my life. I'm sorry. You'll be, be forgiven. Like, How was I baptized? You get the free pass religion. That one's the best. Free Hail Marys, you're good to go. (laughs) All three of us were baptized, but I don't remember if it was just plain old Christian or Roman Catholic just to appease my fucking grandparents. The thing that cracks me up is that means in your family, they went through this huge religious thing to appease the grandparents and then never spoke about it again. They were just like, okay, we're done with that now. Bye. That's exactly because my grandparents were like, oh, like we all have to do the whole religion thing. I've never once seen my grandparents go to church i've never once seen them mention oh. church i've never once seen anything but they're like we are roman catholic that is a thing in this house That's we, re- we respect jesus i've never once seen any I, I don't even remember a cross being in their my grandparents house <laughs> <laughs> hey, my... we're religious believe us don't worry so about that it. that made yeah. things super awkward italian, but because they were italian they were roman catholic wow you see, my grandmother was Catholic, and she had crosses all over the place. 
And it used to make me feel uncomfortable because Jehovah's Witnesses don't <laughs> believe that Jesus died on the cross. They think it was on a stake, and it was just a typical way you know people he were killed at that the point. Stake. Right, not a cross. Uh, so, but the way they did it was they had <laughs> them. Sorry, they had them on a stake, but the way they did it was that they had their arm. It, it was both, honestly, because they had right. them out with their arms. That wasn't a thing. That was how they executed down. Right. Like it, it was it was both in essence. Like, so, you know, like my my parents are super against crosses and for a lot of these years every time I sent my grandmother's like god this bothers me. God this bothers me. <laughs> yeah. And then they have reasonings, you know, that are logical why you don't celebrate holidays and don't do this and don't do that and blah 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 and it's all oh, sounds very pain. logical. Right. <laughs> right. Well, um, self-serving ego, I guess is not but it also gives you that that feign veil of well they're not lying to me so they can't really be like the others. That is the one ups I have given the Jehovah's Witnesses is they are the only branch that's been like well those aren't our holidays so we don't celebrate them. Right? right. Yeah. Like, like oh well, Tanya, you're going to steal from other religions. So I don't believe in that. Doesn't make right. sense. Well, yeah, there is no religion in the in the Jehovah's Witnesses. None. There's no special days. Holidays, There's no... They don't do birthdays, from what no. I understand. And no. that was the one thing I did find sad. And this is the thing. I don't think major religions <laughs> and even cults are harmful in themselves. It is harmful people getting a hold of mass amounts of people who need something to believe that's dangerous. Right. And one of the things I remember seeing, like, that being abused in a form is a couple who had adopted on this child... That was the child of the sibling of the man in the couple. Um, okay. She had fell into drug addiction, and so they took the child. Because they don't involve the state. It just goes to someone else in the community. And one of the things I found really sad, because they owned the restaurant I was working with, was they would. it didn't matter if he like won a soccer game. They wouldn't let him celebrate himself. They weren't allowed to be like pat self on back. It was considered... Were, were they witnesses? But they just, that's why it's because all glory belongs to God, not belongs to your own. Not to you. Thoughts. You're not Correct. supposed to celebrate yourself. And I always thought like, though I do kind of understand where that comes from. I always thought it was very damaging to the child's ego. Or you're I not mean, allowed to own any of your accomplishments because they're not yours. God gave you that accomplishment. But if you fuck up, that shit's your fault. Right. I always thought it was really dangerous because if you have, say you have abusive parents, that sets you up for a really dangerous power dynamic. And so that's in those organizations, that's where I'm like, I don't think the faith or the organization in itself is dangerous, but there is so much space for danger in these area. weirdly closed communities. It's almost right. like it's, has, it's more dangerous. And like I said, like after I saw what was happening to a much later version of myself. We will call him that. Because that's <laughs> the way I felt he was. Evolved form Pokemon. What? It doesn't seem that it's the religion necessarily that's the problem. It's the interpretations and the actions of the people in charge. R yeah. Because the religion itself isn't 
it, it's not damaging. If anything, it's refreshing to think you are actually researching the Bible and not just going and hearing a priest talk about it. You know, researching is admirable and all of that, but it's the damage that the people would be like, oh, or the interpretations that they get from it and think they're the only right person. Yeah, it's like that there's... space for the unfair power dynamic yeah. to be abused, um, which is very dangerous. And it's actually House of Seven, example of that. Otherwise, good thing that's relatively harmless. Final Fantasy was huge. Everyone loved it. It was a big deal. It was actually one of the more successful games. However, now, is that now is that your fantasy cult that you were talking about? Yes. Because you haven't done that story yet. We yeah, should merge we into that. It was well, and this one's a relatively short one because it's off, it's a mini cult. It's super condensed down. Have either of you heard of the craze that is happening of other kin? No, I have the other kin actually. Okay, so Keller's familiar, Richard is not. Very much um, in the realm of, I'm going to use a trans person, for example, in the realm of being born in the wrong body. Which, again, only certain churches are like, fuck no with that, because it suggests that God made a mistake, and that's not possible, so we don't like that shit. But in the realm of that, there is a group of people, mostly creatives, who have been extradited from society who believe that they can access or are born in the wrong body. Some of them identify with like a wolf, for instance, and are like, I should have been born in an animal's body, but I'm having a human experience right now. And it's referred to as other kid. Go a step further. And there's something that's like other kin in the fantasy, it's almost in the Unarius realm, where now you can pull fictional shit into it. This little group, it's way into Final Fantasy, right? And there's two, it's two women, they're married, and they believe that they are the real-life counterparts of two of the characters in, in Final Fantasy. In the video game. Let me guess, Cloud and Sephiroth. No! Really? It's like, the, it's like this mad scientist kind of Edge part is one of them, and then the other woman is like, again, intergalactic princess of some kind. Huh. Um, uh, the little mad scientist guy uses intergalactic princess to make weird mutant DNA and tries to poison the world. Final fantasy. Eco-terrorism. It's that huh. story. And, but this little group, this, these two women kind of start to find people online who are super into Final Fantasy because this it is a community of like ride or die Final Fantasy people. They are fucking in it. And what they do is they get online and then they're like, oh, you're just like Cloud for it's you talk like them and you even have these life experiences and you must be the real life counterpart to Cloud. Come join us and be in this little group. Albeit not necessarily problematic except right because they're other kin this this woman kind of like the main character suddenly became responsible for all the income in the house she quit her job refused to work and demanded that this person work they would also supervise all the messages tell you your parents were bad and didn't understand who you were and so you should come live with us because we get you. We're your family. We understand you. Aww. And so people would accidentally isolate and end up in this kind of group where they were giving all their money to this girl who would also say she could bestow characters on other people. 
Um, a recount, a really sad recount is someone who actually identified as asexual and the leader of this group would force him into relationships with other characters. Oh, God. Um, because you have to be sexually attracted to them. That's your partner in the character. You're not, if you're not, you're lying. You have to be in a relationship with them. And it's like, it got ugly real quick. That's yeah. a little strange. That, that, that makes me really upset. Yeah, on lots was, of levels. It was not okay. And it was out of hand really quick based on this one woman who also reportedly like didn't shower. She just like smeared oils on herself and glitter and like called it a day. Huh. So, so what I see is, again... Community in itself probably wouldn't be that harmful if someone who wasn't mentally ill needs a bunch of affirmation didn't fall into the leader role. She also had a weird complex with her own sexuality because she was married to a woman but insisted that this woman's spirit character was a man, so she's not a lesbian. The only one who had a problem with it was her. Huh. Wow. It was only her who had this weird... Everyone else was like, it's fine that you're married to a woman. She'd be like, she's not a woman. She's just in a woman's body right now. I'm not a lesbian. Don't call me that. Also, you're, you say you're asexual, but really you're this character, so you have to sleep with them. It was messy. Wow. It was not okay. Um, it's like, I think it's... It was fascinating, though, because it is an example of, like, a little mini Sonic Boom cult. Right. Otherwise, would be relatively harmless. It's, if you want to LARP, you want to believe you're a, a character from another dimension because you don't identify with other humans well, I understand that. That I can get on board with. What I do not subscribe to is taking people's money and forcing them into situations that they are not comfortable with. Right, yeah. And cults so often slip into that area where it becomes, how much can I get this person to do? And it immediately opens space for danger. And with this little Final Fantasy VII house, it was like the cutest idea ever until I started reading into it. And on Reddit, there are miles of Reddit pages of, like, my encounter with the Final Fantasy VII House of Horrors. Wow. Because they were so established online, you just run into them on accident. Not knowing any better, people would be like, yeah, I'll go to the house. I'll go hang out. They sound like awesome people. We'll all play Final Fantasy together and shit. Except then you'd need a job. You'd need money. You'd, they would isolate you. They'd read all your messages. They'd see, look, your parent doesn't get you. You should stop talking to them altogether. Us will be your new wow. family. That's insane. And so, again, leaves a lot in its of itself, not necessarily harmless, but leaves so much space for a power imbalance. And so many of these people who got out later were, was like, I don't even know what happened. It was like some bizarre shared psychosis that I fell into. I didn't even necessarily have any emotional problem. I was just kind of like a weird kid that was in Final Fantasy and I felt a communion with someone finally. Like right. it wasn't weird to have this weird detachment thing. And it all happened. The thing was no time to decide. Right. Live with us now. Come do yeah, this now. No. And so it didn't give people space to like think about what was happening. And Peer people pressure. lost thousands of dollars. Peer pressure. And you know, that, 
It's funny. Okay, we actually, this is going to be completely unrelated, but it's not at the same time. We had this conversation with the kids the other night at dinner. So we had hamburgers for dinner. This was Friday night, actually. This was Friday night. So this is one of the conversations that was going on in between all of the Marco conversations that we were all having. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we don't like to have a lot of leftover food. So we've been having some issues, you know, trying to teach the kids, you know, about peer pressure and like kids don't do drugs, blah, 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 blah. So we were like trying to get the kids to eat dinner. You know, well, not eat dinner, but like don't don't have leftovers, right? So there's a few leftover burgers, and Jeremy and I, because Riddick's like, well, I kind of want one, but I don't like maybe two, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna eat them or not. So Jeremy and I were like, do it, just fucking do it, right? So Riddick's like, all right, well, maybe I'll have one. And Jeremy's like, no, you want three, you want three. <laughs> and he's like, you want a bun, you want a burger, then you want a bun, and you want a burger, and then you want a bun. And Riddick's like, I want a what? And we're like, so he like starts getting out like two burgers and two, or like two buns and two burgers, right? He just started doing it. And well, he started doing it, but it gets, gets better. So he's like, I want to, I want to what? And Jeremy's like, you want a bun and then you want a burger. So Riddick's like, starts just doing it. And he's like, I want to, and so he starts putting it together, listening to Jeremy. And he's like, I want a bun and then I want a burger and I want a bun and then I want a burger. And then Jeremy's like, and then you want a burger. So I grab a third burger and I slap it down on top of the other two. No. And then I grab a third bun and I put it on top of that. <laughs> so now he's got this three stacked bun and burger thing. And he starts eating it. Doesn't think anything of it. Well, he gets about halfway through it. Right, and we're all carrying on. And during all of this, we're all marking together, blah, 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 blah. Jeremy's having- Life has moved on for everybody. Okay, this is when we start having the conversation about the ice cream guy and everything else. Back and forth, and chaos ensues, right? Well, about halfway through, like, Riddick leans back in his chair, and he's like, I'm not sure I can finish this. Oh. And Jess goes, and that's how quickly you can fall on the drugs. Yep. Go. That is the, the like that is how that, quick it happens. Exactly. And that's what I said. And we're and Jeremy goes, that's peer pressure. And I go, and that's how quickly you Yep, exactly. That's how it happens. And I said, see That's how immediately you can lose control of your own choices. Riddick and Corbin and I think Thane were out there and they're like, What are you talking about? And we're like, we Jeremy and I didn't even give you a chance, did we? We just we just fucking Do go. It now. Go, Do go, it go. Now Do you have this. this thing in front of you. And we're like, now you have to finish it. You didn't even know. It's like, now you have this half a burger right here that you know you can't finish. You're slowing down. You know you're not going to be able to finish it. What if that you was No, you didn't drugs? even necessarily want it in the first place. Right. What if that was drugs? Now you've got this fucking thing in front of you that you can't finish, that you don't know what you're going to do with. Now you're addicted. What are you going to do? You got to carry... It's like carrying around that half-eaten burger for the rest of the day. Yep. It seriously is. You now have to accommodate that bullshit yep. the rest of your day. It's like, you didn't even know what you had till it was fucking there in front of you and you had eaten half of it because Jeremy and I were just like, fucking go, fucking go. I said, I literally took a burger off the fucking serving platter and stuck it on top of the other two and then smacked another butt on top of it and was like, there you fucking go. Oh, and that's the, like, Welcome that's almost the buy-in moment where it was like, you want this, what? you want this. And as he started being like, okay, yeah, sure. By the end of it, other people can just come in and add shit. Yep. And, and it's so out of control. That you're just like, I, I, okay, 
Fine. He was, so, he was so intent on listening to Jeremy say, okay, you want a bun, then a burger, then a bun, and a burger. He was so focused on listening to Jeremy on how to build it that I was able to just smack a third one right in there. No control you know, over the situation. Yep. And that's in this Final Fantasy house, that's kind of how it happens. It's these little, like, let us make this decision for you. Now let us make that decision for you. Now let us make, let us, there. you know what? Let's just, let us just take over the whole thing. We'll just make the choices for you. Right. I mean, it, it worked out. I mean, Rick ended up not eating it. We ended up splitting it apart and giving it to the dog. So it wasn't like the food got wasted. And but no one, like, Rick, forced him to consume it to no, establish no, no, unhealthy no. eating He already habits. had, like, two burgers before that. And, like, this was... That's why he was like, I'm not sure if yeah. I want another one or no, another. You were teaching or... a life lesson in that moment with a physical tool. Right. We used Which is cool. To teach Which is smart. That was good. Like a lesson about drugs, essentially. You know... But yeah, that's just how it ended up coming out. And at the same time, Jess and Jeremy and I are bitching about the ice cream truck. You know, like... <laughs> and also ice cream! Someone like, bring us ice cream! You know, but I mean, that's... That's how the lesson ended up coming across. You know, and they all just kind of stopped. And it was like the lights went off in their head. Like, holy shit, you're right. Like, you're so lucky tonight it was just a half-eaten fucking cheeseburger. But what if that had been... What if it was like and some meth? Right. Once again, no matter who's coming at you, you should be able to say what you're thinking and how you feel. Right, but you have yeah. to be able to advocate for yourself. Right. Our point. But the thing is, is that he himself didn't have the capacity inside to click over and be like, no, and right. just be like, no, and back off. Right. He just went with it because, I don't know. <laughs> that's why they, well, that's part of the, like, speed moving they do. And honestly, it happens accidentally in the drug world, too, where people are like, well, if you don't want it, I'll just give it to someone else. And now you have to make this decision really quick. And does it depend on my friendship? Is this person not going to be my friend anymore if I don't take the hit? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? So I'll just they do it. They try to do it in sales, too. And it's yeah, like, it's, yeah, I don't sell that way. It was like, nope, absolutely not. When you it's leave, you're going to know that you want it. And you're not going to just bring it back and be upset later. No, I won't do that. I, I they, refuse. They tried to teach us to do that. Some of that shit and some of this, the retail stuff that I learned too. And I was yeah. like, I, I, nope, I will not fucking sell that way. I hate it when people sell that to way, that way to me. I won't fucking do it. Nope. It pisses me off. And it's because I genuinely believe that it's because once you, for the most part, anyone is accepted is susceptible to some sort of extremism. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and kind of not feeling good about life and the world it takes yep. very few outer input to like fuck up your radar on what is right and what is wrong and what you want what do yeah. i want am i okay with this do i really agree with this or does it just really feel good to be affirmed by people right and huge problems can stem from that massive problems and almost every successful corporation and religion run on those foundations right pass by now yep won't like you if you don't. Don't you want us to like you? Don't you want the girl to like you and the nice car and the whatever and your eternal soul not to burn in hell? Well, and I'm most of us would be like, well, yeah, of course. What do I do? Especially adolescents. Keller's <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. Keep your Ferrari. Although apparently I'm going to go to some multi-dimensional different universe, so I'm not really worried You're about it. You're an intergalactic <laughs> librarian. You have all the information. We need you. I don't That's go basically what they are. They All the cool shit in the world, and they're like, we want to be a librarian. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. I want to go to Rook. <laughs> Keller's like, yeah. 
I'm cool with that. They got giant purple kitties that make awesome pets. I'm but down. I will say at one point, I think I was more susceptible because my parents were the kind of parents that'd be like, you need to eat everything on your plate, blah, 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 blah. And you you can't, and there are hungry children in Africa and blah, and, and oh, all of that. Oh my God. There's some guilt yeah. in there for good measure. Sure. That shit all the time. Yep. My so, does that shit. I remember Graham saying that shit to you. And I was raised in a world where my mother did not do that. So, so we saved leftovers. So if you don't want to eat your shit, that's fine. You're eating it for lunch anyway. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we saved leftovers too, but my grandmother was always like, there's hungry starving children in Africa. So what's, well, what's that going to do with me? It, it took me as many as we act like there are. When, when I started um, working with uh, this kid <laughs> named Matt that was a psych student and he was trying to quote unquote fix me. What, like oh, one Lord. of the big, yeah, one of the, I was, uh, there were a lot of tips though that I was doing that were bad. One of those was I felt I had to eat everything. And he was like, you stop when you're full. You don't touch anymore. You can do it. It's okay. You're okay. No and one's going to attack you. It'll be all right. All right. Right. And it's, and I'm, and I'm my first th- instinct response to that, but that'll waste money because you'll be like, food's expensive. And there's like, no, no. I have to be okay with, and, and I, I don't, I don't force myself now. Like if I go to McDonald's and I order a cheeseburger meal and I'm full and I don't want all the fries, I throw out the fries. It was like, yeah, you no, good job. it's like, no, um, it's it, like, I can't, I can't, like that was just as harmful them doing that as other things that they could have done. I give them to my obnoxious teenagers. I give them to the dogs. Um, <laughs> I'm sure super stoked about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. But you know, it's it's just one of those things where, like, a part of the reasons why I've always struggled with weight is I think a lot of that is you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Yeah. School is what made me eat fast. So if anybody yeah. ever eats with me, I have this terrible time. I will eat a whole meal in five minutes. My mom's a fast eater too, and it is that. It- it's again, it's almost with the like in and of itself, maybe not harmful, but mixed with other unhealthy behaviors, habits, and then put them on a time crunch, make it. Yeah. You need to do it right now. Those combinations of things lead to incredibly damaging psychological patterns that are hard to break later. And, no, and I, school... I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I eat fast too, and it's completely from school. Mine's yeah. from school. With school, they give you a half-hour lunch. They put you in a line with two, Mill River, probably had 200 kids. The first Takes day at Mill River, get through the line. The first day I I had lunch there, I didn't get to eat, and I panicked oh. because I got through the lunch. I sat down. I had two. I was starting to. I was starting to eat. I'd eaten the first thing, and I was visiting with another student, and all of a sudden the bell rang. And it was just gone. And I'm like, so then my focus was get to the line, you eat your shit, and then you can worry. So that's 20 minutes. Our lunch period was 20 minutes. Yep. And now get through the line, eat your food, bell ring. Better hope. First in line. Same thing. Yeah. So you learned to find something that you could eat really fast. 
and you do it fast, right? Right, and then to eat it fast. I actually, I almost feel like I had the other end um, of the spectrum as a kid where I eventually just decided food was unimportant and took up too much time. Yeah. Yep, that's just as bad. Which is just as bad. That is not okay. Not at all. Just like a cookie's fine. It's all right. And that's what I would eat for the day is a cookie because that's all I had time to do. And I wasn't going to fuck around with the lunch line and shit. That's dumb. Yeah, I got I got to that point, too, where I just, you know, I, I wouldn't eat breakfast and I'd pack Pop-Tarts and that would be what I would eat in between classes. Yeah, because if they I had more time, establishing I had more the do it time. now. Yep. I had more time to walk down to where the soda machine was down by the basketball court and grab a drink during lunch than I had time to wait in the fucking lunch line. But the more you're, you get used to things that are faster like that and the less time you take, et cetera, et cetera, and the more where you view your things as being more important than yourself, then they then you get released into the world to go out as workers. And that's... Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's the same thing because boom, 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 your time's not your own. You don't have time for You're yourself. You're comfortable with it. You are comfortable with putting yourself on the back burner. I'm not right. going to have time to eat to eat right life sustaining yeah. shit and you're like eh, it's right it's fine yep i can yep. eat while i'm going in between classes can, i can I'll eat, eat later my- tonight did i eat breakfast i don't really remember over my keyboard while i'm still doing work yeah yeah like to take the time for yourself not really a thing also furthering establishing other weird habits like not showering regularly that's yep. yeah yeah, school is just. I I feel like school is not a benefit. Truthfully, like not to like. I think not. industrialized school is not. It's it's more damaging right. than it is helpful. Yeah, sure. I finally, I, I finally was able to relearn the habit of taking a break and needing to take that time for myself to fucking eat when I worked at Dollar General, and I would clock myself off for my thirty minute break, go hide in the break room. And I would take my 30 minutes. I mean, granted, all I got was 30 minutes, but I was off the clock. Fuck you, fight me. You made a point to be like, no, I'm not going to go get this thing for you. I'm not going to talk to you for about your feelings this weekend because I don't have time. I don't have the emotional capacity right the now. Only I have 30 that, minutes. The only time that I broke that rule is when I was the manager that was on shift and I had to go do something for one of my cashiers because it's not their fault that Dollar General has fucked up rules and I had to be in charge even though I wasn't technically on the clock. That's not my cashier's fault. But right. other than that, yeah. other than that, fuck you, fight me. Right. It's about 30 minutes, bitch. Fuck yeah. off. And it's like the amount of people like like Richard, like you, who have to actively reprogram their brain as adults later because of these things that were just established as, I don't know, it's just that that's just the way it is. No, no, it's bad. It's very pointed. It's for a very specific purpose. And it's actually really damaging to the individual we're finding And that doesn't even get into the entire branch of the population that's got military training. Totally slip between That's the cracks. Richard and I are just civilians. Like, let's like add fucking making open sacrifices for your entire country and then backburnering your own yes. well-being. Absolutely. Truthfully, truthfully, I also think that it also fosters the younger people are actually being smarter with it. 
And they are like, so no. God bless we're... this new generation. They're not fucking yeah. around. No, They're they like, are. you want me to work on Christmas? Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. You tell and, them to but, fuck off. And it's interesting because like a part of our frustrations coming in is that we immediately put it into our brain. Jesus, I never got to do that. No, that's not how you do things. You how need dare to you? actually right, like, what are you doing? You? That's not the way the world works. And You're being th- lazy, and it's just them being like, "No, I'm not working on holidays." It's like the that. idea of they, I was hurt, so you should have to be hurt too. Why do right. you get to? They're yeah. like our what we would call work ethic, which sure we have because it was ingrained to us, isn't but, necessarily the correct thing, right? To do truthfully. They're saying, wait, you guys fought for us to work a 9 to 5, 40 an hour work week. We're going to work a 9 to 5, 40 hour work week. And we're going, well, that's not that's it. work ethic. Right. Well, you see, that's what's also unique is that almost every other country in the world has a 32 to 34 hour work week. Literally part time. Paid vacation. Right. Oh, and, and and child care, and there there's there's lots of other other benefits that Men other countries get have. Men get child time off in other right. countries where they get to be a dad for a year. Where well, their countries was, are focused on the almighty dollar. It's not I industrialized. Was something the other day where it was a con- like it was it was an article about somebody talking to some of their friends when they were overseas. The other like having a like overseas talking about something or whatever, and they were. I don't remember the full conversation, but the ending of the conversation was they asked their friends about what they thought about, you know, um, America and all the other first world countries of of the world. And the response from their friends was, you think America is a first world country? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, y'all ain't got shit. What are you talking about? And I was like, um, you know what? Not wrong. Yeah. Yep, can't disagree. We're the richest poor bastards on the planet. It's yep. fucking bonkers. It's it so fucked up. This country is so backwards in so many ways. Well, and that's why I think I genuinely believe one of the reasons America has such a problem through the years with cults. Other countries don't have the same issues with cults that we do. Cults will take hold in other countries. Reverse Roe versus Wade. Other countries don't have school shootings to the extent that we do. My school. There's not this overwhelming. I mean, some of them do. If you you can get into some Asian cultures that have a really huge sense, very cult-like sense of um, duty to their community. But not every country is like that. And America does it in this really psychologically damaging way that kind of leaves the population ripe for being scooped up in in cults and cult-like behavior that can be damaging. There's, I'm pretty sure Xena reincarnated is running a cult right now. Actually, I want to show you a picture of this chick because she seriously, she looks like Xena, Princess Warrior, where I was like, I'm sorry. Is Xena teaching people religion? What's going on? Don't you be mean to Lucy Lawless. No, it's not, thank God, because I was going to be like, what happened to you, honey? What? Who hurt you? So that this is what you're doing now. Please stop. Let's see. Where Show us on the ball where the bad man hurt you. Oh no. Okay, so this is this is Teal Swan. She is presently running a, a community. Oh, wow. Right? And she's that not weird? Oh wow. Is that a trip? Yeah. Sure. 
Her thing, she is not a psychologist or licensed or a therapist or anything. And her favorite thing to do right now is to practice trauma. What's it called? Trauma re. So the idea, you're supposed to do it with professional psychologists because it's actually considered really dangerous. And the idea is to re-experience the emotions that are left over from the trauma. So when PTSD happens, like say someone drops a bag of ice on the ground and you dive under a table because you were in a school shooting. The idea is to fully sink yourself in those feelings so you can process them and then desensitize yourself with them so that you are not having the physical memory every time someone makes a loud bang. Right. In itself, again, in and of itself, the idea is reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you have the right person and a professional, okay, fine. I did some of this therapy when I was in rehab. Yeah. I've also been in therapy myself. It's a solid a solid method but only if you do it with a professional the right way and yeah. she is neither she has a history of one woman went up to her seminar and was it, what was explaining what sounded to me like clinical depression she's like i don't know just one day i stopped finding joy in things and i don't understand what has happened to me right i, I had hobbies and habits and a marriage and a life and now i'm just like i don't see the point in anything anymore Please, please tell me, oh, great leader, what has happened to me? And I watched this woman look this other woman in the face and say, well, then why are you here? (gasps) She's like, I came to the seminar and she goes, no, honey, on the planet. If there's nothing making you happy anymore, why are you here? Why haven't you killed yourself? Oh, my God. This you can see just her break psychologically on the stage. And it's I did the same thing where I laughed at first and then I was but it was more like she had the audacity to tell someone to kill themselves. Kill themselves in public. And everyone was just like Yeah. Why are you here? It it's dangerous it's wildly dangerous luckily right now she's still kind of small but the thing that scares me about her is she has recently hired a pr rep oh no that's where colts get scary Uh uh-huh so keep an eye on her her name's teal swan she looks like xena princess warrior and there's a lot of space for damage i'm real worried about it and america has welcomed her with open arms they love the shit She's got herself a little compound. She likes to tell people, if you want to swim with me, you better be prepared to get in the deep end. I yeah, am but Ameri- all knowing. But Americans yeah. are so bored with their life that they sit there and they have to watch reality shows instead of going out to live it. Like, well, and that's kind of like the idea is like you have to prep. You need to go find a therapist or find a, a professional right. or figure out what happened. Do not just find some random person who's like, for $38.95, I'll tell you how to fix your life. What the fuck are you doing? Please don't do that. Yeah, fortune teller. Same thing. Very <laughs> that. And it's almost, almost preys on people who can't access good professional help. Right. Yeah. Which is also in itself problematic. Right, I was going to say, which the reason these people are going to these crazy cult people is because they can't afford health care to get proper help because America sucks. America is not the greatest country in the world, despite what lots of cult leaders will tell you. 
Almost every other country in the world has has healthcare covered. Yep. And we just can't seem to figure that shit out. And huh. time off, and you know. Although I can't complain because my, my, my boss is amazing. Like yeah, no, you're you you do have a good a good. Boss. I, I but I've had shitty bosses, and I've had you know shitty jobs that you just checked your life at the door. Well, and it's like having the presence of mind to be like, my situation is not that, but this situation exists. It was I was talking to Thane about it on Marco Polo the other day. The idea that. In order for capitalism and cult mentality to work, you only have to see a very small amount of people succeeding within the system to convince the large amount of people to see themselves not as currently poor, but as future wealthy people. Yeah. This in itself creates the space for people to put up with bullshit that they wouldn't otherwise put up with. So basically what you're saying is the entire country of the United States is one big cult. Yes, that is my argument. (laughs) That is my argument, is America is a giant-ass cult, and we need to do something about it. That's why we have freedom of religion. (laughs) Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to figure out how the fuck to get out of the country and take you guys with me. Hey! Josh wants to go. I'm serious. I'm fucking serious. You think I'm joking. I, I've i been wanting to leave the country ever since I went to Italy the first time. I so really once like I figured to go to it Italy out, Ireland. Josh literally looked up how much it would cost to move my stuff to the island where they filmed the island of the, uh, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Billions. I'm sure it would cost an easy half a billion. Actually, no. It was about seven grand. Really? That's not yeah, actually that bad. Not terrible, but you gotta remember DVDs. All I'm packed in the boxes. Grand, so again, I'm serious. Like I, I have looked into getting my dual citizenship several different times. Like I, the only reason I haven't packed up and fucking done it yet is one, money, two, children. But they're almost eighteen. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking out. You're like, almost done with the children thing. Yeah. Yep. And I'm fucking out. I am dead serious. As soon as Unless I they stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> Keller's like they can stay at home. I'm leaving. Bye. I'm out. No, I'm I'm serious. I went to Italy the first time when I was 13, and my came back to the United States and was like, I'm gonna figure out how to fucking leave this goddamn country. I hate it. That here. is my home, and I am headed back. Yep. And I I will I will figure it out. One of these goddamn days, I'm gonna be calling you all from fucking Florence on my little porch, being like, "What's up, you motherfucker?" How's the no, lack of healthcare, bitch? <laughs> if you um, if you watch, there's a an older movie, uh, documentary called Sicko. Um, okay. if you watch it, he goes in and he goes and interviews people in other countries so that he can see what their healthcare is like and what and how they actually survive. And I would love to watch that. Oh, it's I'll super interesting. It's it's a Michael Moore. Oh, I enjoy Michael Moore documentaries. Yeah, Michael Moore is fun. I always feel that there's stuff that he doesn't reveal, which makes me hesitant. But the sicko, but sicko is a is 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 still a good watch. Is I would definitely be interested. I listened. I watched his documentary on um, clean energy. Fascinating. A little bit biased. Yeah, but he made some good points. Oh, and if you want another fascinating watch, watch watch a documentary called Religious. Religious? Religious. Like like spelled all fucked up, Religious? 
like religious, and I think it's I O U S. No, okay. I L O U S. It's uh, Bill Maher. Bill Maher takes uh, an honest look at, at a lot of religions. Ah, Google's like, did you mean religious, you idiot? <laughs> no. I misspelled Bill- exactly what I meant to misspell. Did it pop up for you? No. It was just like, you are a dyslexic, silly person. I'm like, I know, but I really meant to spell it fucked up this time. Uh, So I spelled it correctly, apparently. It says 2008 film. R-E-L-I-G-U-L-O-U-S. R-E-L-I. I wouldn't be that much, I don't think, to tag up all my... U-L-O-U-S. I think the hardest part would be my swords. I don't know if I could get them across... You would have to pre-ship them, and they would be held for, like, two months or something. Yeah, you can, but it's just a little more difficult. Honestly, would be the hardest part, because I'd have to get them That's all what I was going to say. I'd have to get them over there. They'd have to be kenneled because of, you know, international travel to make sure that they aren't carrying anything, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, international moving is actually really, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, I posted you a link up in the, up in the um, boss ladies' room. Thank you, because it's, yeah, my computer's like, you don't know what the, okay, so I type it in again, you know what I get? Passion uh, of the Christ. Uh, did you uh, find it this time? So Exorcist. It's just movies about religion. I know we're having fun doing culty culty stuff, but we've also been doing this for over two hours now, so. Have we reached our time? Okay. No, we haven't we're reached close, our time no. yet, but what do we want to do next week? Okay, so uh, so if it's my week, thank you for letting me do this. By the way, this was so much fun for me. No, this was a blast. I fucking love it. Yeah, I got to admit, I had way more fun with it than I expected to. Um, next week with my week, I wanted to do an experimental. Although technically, my experimental I think would work in other aspects of when we do our talk weeks when we don't have anything to talk about. But I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I'm super obsessed with it right now. Um, so I would really, I really want to do rags to riches, but we have, before I give you my idea for rags, I mean, if we do this on certain talk episodes, we could incorporate TV shows. Um, as long as you guys are in, you know, if you guys have a TV show you like, you want the rest of us to watch it. We could all watch like two or three episodes of any given series and then discuss it as a, as a whole, instead of picking out, you know. Or we all watch one episode of then... lists on like St. Patrick's right. Day when we are most definitely going to run out of lists eventually. Oh, you mean, or finding out stuff like House of Yes, thank God for those lists. Ah! <laughs> um, the only downside to that is I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Right. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't think any of us watch the same shows that the rest of us watch. No, I but if we, but if we do, and you want to share it, you can say, "Hey, everybody, I really like this show. Give it a chance. Watch two episodes here." And we're not talking about watching every episode ever. Right? That's insane. We have the space to do a season, but but it would be it a would fun be way. Fun. And we don't have to always do TV shows during our talk episodes either. It just that's just if you can't think of something. It just gives you a key. Yeah, a, a something extra to do if you want to. So, say you watch an episode that you really like. Willow's about to start as a TV show. Yeah, God, I'm excited. No. So, say you watch two episodes and you're like, God, I really want to talk about the show. Then we can all watch an episode. Although I'm assuming all of us would watch that I'm show. Not sure, we're all going to sit down and watch that. I'm and then sure. have an episode. Talk. I mean, have an episode of where we just talk about it. 
So my thought process to even see if this really works, and because I really want Rags Riches hits its 35th year anniversary this year, and because I am involved in so many projects with it behind the scenes currently, it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a great show. It's a family show. Um, I thought it would be fun if we all watched the pilot and then pick an episode randomly from the rest of the series so that you have a base of what it is. And then you have an idea of where it went. And then if we have different episodes to discuss, of course, I've seen all of them. There's only 20 episodes. Um, you know, a relatively condensed series, then, if it's only... It yeah. was technically two seasons, but it was a mid-season replacement, and it was canceled oh. before the next mid-season. So it was literally spanned one year time, because it went from March of 87 until January of 88. But it two seasons in that time frame. Super weird the way TV worked back then. Because um, it yeah. does work a little differently now. Um, uh, so I thought it'd be fun to watch the movie. And then we could watch a random episode. And I know the movie's available on YouTube. Um, hey, I, so it's very accessible. I'm assuming that Keller will come watch it with me. Because I'm about to get a Blu-ray disc in the mail. Um, which yep, just excites yep. me. And I'll go through uh, the episode list again and see which one that I want to watch. Yeah. Um, and funny thing is, is that Jess would really be super psyched about it because there's one episode devoted to Elvis. And <laughs> I remember seeing something. I remember reading something about a unicorn. Yep, there's the episode with where Mickey and wants to be a unicorn. So they he's an other kin. Mickey, she, yeah. There's she, she it's about a, a unicorn. Okay, it's sure. a man who adopts six orphan girls. And it's a very Annie-like movie, and then it goes into a series of after the adoption. He adopts them for a business, a business proposal that he wants this big merger, and the big the guy's a family man, and he wants to give him it's the despicable me, despicable me stole rags to riches for riches probably, <laughs> and um, so he oh adopts God. them. <laughs> and his idea was to send them off to boarding school, and then his plans kind of change. It's exactly the plot <laughs> line. Uh-huh. Just years okay. before. Now, it's infused with music from the 60s, and it takes place in okay. 1961. And it is a very 80s feel show. But, um, it's, yeah, even though it takes place in the 60s, it feels very 80s, even though you have many the elements of the 60s interpretation there. Of the 60s. Of the 60s. <laughs> Super strange. <laughs> And it, and it incorporates the music in the same way that Glee did. They took actual songs, they rewrite the music a little bit to fit the plot. I'm just and, took my meds this morning, so I'm going to totally do that right now. Good job remembering. <laughs> so I thought it would just be fun. I did She'll figure we would tell you if you need the medication, then you should probably just drop off. Anyway. Like I don't think we should get rid of the the movies Fucking aspect monster. of our of our podcast at all. But I do think that. Occasionally talking episodes, we could do TV, but this, this technically and this would technically be a movie week. But the first episode is a an hour and a half movie, so oh. right. that's an why hour I, and a half with an episode well, attached to it is basically a two hour two movie. hours, yeah, two hours and ten minutes, something like that. So it's not okay. going to be overpowering. And then if you guys don't like the format, we don't have to continue it. But I thought it gave us an opening for it, and if you do like it. And you might, guys, you might actually end up liking the show. Dave ended up liking the show. Like, right. he said that he probably wouldn't go out to necessarily buy it. 
But he said, one, he wouldn't object to ever rewatching it, and two, he did want to see the episodes to their conclusions. Um, that counts as a success in my so, book. That's, so that's a, that's a minor success. And, I mean, obviously I have an entire Facebook page dedicated to it, so Rags to Rich is the ultimate fan site. Yeah. Um, well, you can ask, in this case, you can ask Keller. I have a very large Rags to Riches collection. I have cast and crew jackets. I have a, a cast and crew sign-in sheet. I wrote to the producer, and he sent me oh. scripts. Um, oh, that's cool. Good on sent, him. He has since passed away, uh, Leonard Hill. Oh. And and it's and more interesting because a lot of movies I like from the 80s, a lot of the TV movies, he, his company did. So oh. the Benegar Gang. Children of the Bride, Baby of the Bride, Mother of the Bride, Swimsuits. They were all done by him. A lot of brides happening. Um, it was a trilogy with Rue McClanahan. Mm. And Some sort it, of weird Floridian slip happening in there somewhere. Uh, well, it's funny because Father of the Bride 2 stole from Baby of the Bride. That, oh. um, Children of the Bride has Rue McClanahan getting married to her new husband at the same time her oldest daughter is. Yeah, and Children of the Bride is about... Um, I care and just short-circuited, kid- sorry. Baby of the Bride, the mother is pregnant at the same time, the daughter is the same way as it happened, and Father of the Bride 2 stole that. And they're fun movies, and they have Rue McClanahan and... Um, Sounds bonkers. And I'm, um, I'm in it. Nancy I'm McKeon. It. Yeah. Uh, a lot of big-named 80s actors are in them, and I find them fun. Oh, um, <laughs> But I also saw yeah, them as a kid. But I thought it would be like if you guys were willing. Um, you know, I once again, I we never we hemmed and hawed about TV shows here and there. But yeah, we I are. I just really thought that for me that would be super fun. And I think it'd be cool. I think and I think it would add like another cool. element to what we do as well. Yeah, like well, another it, layer. it encompasses more entertainment options too. Like and we already talk about so TV. Okay with- yeah, and you guys were so okay with the idea of me being like, what if I pull a documentary in on occasion that I'm absolutely, I'm for TV. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm for documentaries too, truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> I might Third. make us watch the Heaven's Gate one eventually, because it's fucking bonkers. I might make um, us watch Religious. Kind of want to now. Oh, fun fact, Bill Mars <laughs> in the first episode of Rags to Riches, before he became popular and political and... Just casually in it as he's, he's an actor. Yeah, like he's one of the characters. That's crazy. As soon, um, over the time frame, the series did offer a lot of guest stars from Margaret Avery from The Color Purple to um, um, oh Jesus, Twenty One Jump Street. Uh not Johnny Depp. The other one. Richard Grieco. <laughs> the only one I can think of is Johnny Depp right now. Because he's and, the only one sees right now. And Danny Partridge was in it from the Partridge family. And wow. you had the bully from Leave it to Beaver in an episode. And I know the Partridge family. Holy shit. So, you know, <laughs> the, there there were big names from the 80s that were all littered throughout it. Shannon Tweed and Dick Van Patten. You know, was, but, I don't know why I thought you were going to say Dick Van Dyke. Because Dick Van Dyke was... Big in the eighties, actually. <laughs> Still, well, and with the list you're listing, I'm like, I don't know, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's appropriate. Yeah. One don't thing worry, I loved... I put the, I put it into a legitimate format so you can read it properly. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Um, like the TV Al show. Keller, this would not exist, guys. Like no, I had a fever was... dream one day, and then I had to go find Keller because she's the only organized person I know. So Keller is helping me with the rag searches project, oh. and she had to edit me. Yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> like, like Uriel with the a male literal... counterpart. He sent me a literal email. He's like, hey, do you mind editing this thing for me? I was like, yeah, sure. And he sent me things the other day, and they were in nice formatted Word documents, and they looked really good, and I didn't have to do a lot of things to them. And I was like, yeah, sure. Appreciate. Other thing. And it's a literal fucking email. I was in bed sick with COVID saying, shit, I forgot to do this. And I'm typing it on my phone to her to send it to her. You pulled Which a hustle. You made the first request relatively easy. Which and is then not an bullshit. excuse. Being on your phone is not an excuse. Google Docs has an app for that. Okay, I got to tell you guys a funny story, and the audience will probably love it. Okay? So, in my sickness, speaking of Google Docs, I got a message from my Google account that said that I was full. Now, I don't use my Google account for hardly anything. I'm like, well, why is it full? And I'm looking at it, and I'm I'm sick. I'm I'm completely and all settled in my eye. I was having a huge cold. Like I couldn't think. Yeah, no, like, was really shit. And really I'm was. trying to be like make the computer work on my phone, which is already oh. stressful. And I'm like, I don't care. Just empty, delete, Do everything thing. done. Oh no. Well, on on Saturday when I was, uh, no Friday. Yesterday was Saturday. So Friday. Friday, when I was feeling a little bit better, I messaged my friend John and said, hey, can we talk on the phone and enter movies? Because I have a movie program that's got every single thing that's on a Google Doc on my phone. <gasps> yep. Yeah, you can read what's going to happen. So John goes in. He's like, your Google Doc is gone. And I'm like, what? That's three years worth of work. And now, mind you, my movie program, I know how to use it. I didn't create it. My friend Mike created it because I'm not I'm not really computer talented. I can do things if I'm, say, you know, told what to click and move. I can do it. You know you can restore that, right? So, so anyway, (laughs) I'm going in and John's helping me enter titles in there. And I'm giving him all the information of what I want in there because he's relatively good with Google Docs. And once again, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And he's like, your Google Doc is gone. It's like, what do you mean it's gone? I'm like, who got in there? How did it get deleted? <laughs> I haven't had any weird sign-ins. Why did the FBI feel, steal my shit? <laughs> so I'm, I'm panicking. And, and John is like, let me look to see if I have a backup. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Nope, he never saved it. <gasps> so I was like... Well, let me call Mike. He created it. Mike sometimes goes in and, and takes a peek at the collection if he needs something for the, the Paramount to, you know, to mm-hmm. air. So I called Mike and was like, my program is gone. He's like, what do you mean it's gone? He's trying He's like, you're right. It's gone. And I'm like, have you ever backed it up? And he was like, no. Now, John had already told me it was permanently deleted. He couldn't just go to trash and, and restore it. It was permanently mm-hmm. deleted. So then I had to call my cousin, Stephanie, and I was like, because she's helped me work on it a few times. And I was like, do you happen to have... No, why would I save it? Crap! So I, I hang up, and I'm panicking a little. And I'm still signed into... I go in and sign into Google myself, so I can see if there's anything. And there's actually... Uh, uh, I typed in under the question mark of help. I was like, actually, definitely deleted this. And it gives you this whole... And it says, still need help. And you hit yes. And it was like, you can chat with somebody. 
So I went into chat, and I, whoever the other lady was, restore your shit. She did. Holy <laughs> shit! She did. She um, I I went in and I I had it back within fifteen minutes of discovering it was gone. This whole thing has transpired in fifteen minutes. I so still say I'm the luckiest. Happened very I, I, I would like to say that my stress level was very high, and I'm the luckiest bastard on the planet. Um, I holy shit. I was having this conversation. I was like, this happened. I don't know how to unfix it. And she's like, well, she was like, I need to ask you a few questions. Is the account yours? Did you authorize blah, 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 blah. Again, all, all these. And like, yes, yes. And she's like, that's all I needed to know. I'm going to run a restore program. She was like, and she's like, you were running out of room. She's like, so I'm going to, for a one time only, um, give you more room. She's like, you'll have more room for 14 days. She was like, so you'll have to go in and John's figuring that out for me, just FYI. Because um, I have no clue what, what <laughs> he like, up I don't the room. know how to do that. Because he, that he said open. it wasn't, he said it wasn't, I, he said something about photos and I'm, I have my suspicions of where that's coming from. So uh, somehow I think all my photos are not just going to my cloud. They're also going to the Google Drive as well. Because of the way Mine the phone. did that too for a minute, and I had to actively be like, "No, do not go to Drive. Just go right." Photos. So I'm assuming that that's what happened. So John's working on that currently, because um, I told him I couldn't be trusted with my own account, and obviously we knew that I could do bad things. <laughs> and the, <laughs> this is what I needed left. Um, so she responded, and she was like, "We're restoring everything." She was like, "If it's been over thirty days, we might not be able to get it." I was like, "It's been two, so." And she was like, "Will you go now and check to see if it has restored?" She's like, "Because some things have gone back." And I went over, and I, lo and behold, I was like, "Oh my god, there it is!" And she's like, "Great." She was like, "Don't delete anything until it's done restoring, because we don't know what else will be there." She was like, "Is there anything else I can help you with today?" And was like. All I can say is that if I was there, I would give you a big hug right now. Aww. And thank you. Thank <laughs> you for giving a shit for five minutes in that right. world. <laughs> because, yes, it did. And John thought it was funny because he was still in my account when it popped back up. And he was like, it just appeared. Because <laughs> I called them back and was like, I got to let other people know that this has appeared now, too. So I appreciate you and thank you. And please delete anything that I don't need in there because I don't use it. <laughs> Google technical support kind of has their shit on point. I remember going, like, something was wrong with my phone. It either kept crashing or a pop-up kept coming up and kicking me off everything. I remember getting wow. so frustrated. My phone clearly had a virus or something. And I remember getting so frustrated and not understanding why my, I mean, as a kid, I had only spent like $180 on it. But for a kid, that was an expensive phone. So I was, I was like, I don't get what happened. And I literally went on onto Google and it was just like, ask Google. It was a bunch of comments. And I dropped a comment and like a half an hour later, a little chat thing popped up and it was like, we're Google technical support. Do you want us to come fix your shit? Yes. And I was immediately <laughs> terrified and was like, you're but the artificial, you're going to steal all my shit. And they were like, okay, we don't have to help you. And that kind of gave me the like, oh, well, it must actually be technical you. support. <laughs> They just like took over my phone for a minute, cleared all my cash and all my memory, and they were like, "There you go. Have a nice day. Take us off your phone now. Bye." Like, holy shit! Yeah, they're I, I was super grateful. I couldn't believe that I got it back because I'd permanently deleted it, and that was hey. three years worth of work. And now John and I now have a system. Permanent. Every time he works on my collection, he's saving it to the derive. 
if that, I work on it with if I work on it with Stephanie, I write down all the titles that we do, so that the next time, if any of this ever happens again, it, we I have Richard proofed this. <laughs> because in my sick, you know, you're not going to get a nice Google person the second time. Around. In my sick and headache and t- terrible, like COVID, COVID sucks. Just so you know, I I hear it's a nightmare. I had issues, and <laughs> I can't be trusted with my own. I just don't understand how you permanently deleted it. I don't know either, and I don't ever want to be told how I did it. I just don't want to do it again. You have to confirm that you want to empty your trash. I thought I was deleting pictures, and I thought I was deleting emails. So when I said, are you sure you want to permanently delete? I know I hit yes. We're like, yeah, of course. Because I don't want any of that. I need room, and you're telling me blah, 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 and I don't use it. I don't have room. If I go into my trash right now, there's there's a whole bunch of shit in my trash. I'm sure mine, too. Yeah. Right. Holy shit, I have to pee. Yeah, we're still recording. You're welcome, everyone! But, um, you know, is that tying up the show now that that we know what we're doing and where we're going? and Me, I mean, so... I mean, I there's have, really I things to do. New batteries in my mouse, so. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well then, everybody. Well then, thank you for listening. This is so much fun. Go this give Unarius awesome. thirty dollars. They're the best. They're so much fun. I, I, I kind of want to go join them. <laughs> Follow the Tierra bowling ball wearing glittery sparkly grandma into whatever ether she wants amazing. to go. I know that I've You're sucked Keller in a little bit, but please go take a peek at my rags to riches page and yeah. stuff like that. And I, then I can't wait to watch the movie with you. I've been forced into the rags to riches cult unwillingly. I I love this show so much. I made. A personalized Monopoly game from the show. He did. And I not only made it for myself, I made it for the cast members I'm friends with, too. He's fr- guys, he's friends with cast members. Oh, he I'm is. friends with... I'm friends with the... So do you remember a little while ago, Keller and I took a trip over to New Hampshire to go oh. see a movie called Holy Frit, and we were excited about it? Mm-hmm. The cameramen from there worked on Rag Searches. That's oh. why I went. Yeah. So you're <laughs> fandoming. You're fandom following. Yes, we are. So I, I am friends with the cast, the crew, the behind the scenes, the extras. I have a lot of people from the from that family show that I am in contact with. I'm going to say this right now, though. If they really do get a movie deal and they make that and we get access to it, we are watching Holy Frit because... Oh, Holy Frit's one. And it's a documentary. It is a documentary and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, so it's good. a really good movie. If you guys can find the movie Holy Frit, please watch it. It is the making of uh, actually a religious community's stained glass window. And it's a giant... It's the biggest stained glass window in the world. And they did techniques that have never been done before, and you show you this the stress from beginning to end of how they built this these stained glass windows, and it's amazing. Yeah, the, the technique, especially if you like stained glass, the techniques and the, just it's 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 fantastic. What they did to make this happen, impressive. I would like yeah. to see that. It yes, yeah. you would you would enjoy it. It's great. And the photography is done by Luke Nicknair. Luck Nicknair. It's luck, not Luke. He probably hurt me for that. Um, and he has a lot of stuff under his belt um, from all, dating all the way back to the 80s, like Rags to Riches. <laughs> oh, another fun fact about Rags. Chris Carter wrote the second season. 
for most of it. So um, Chris Carter is the creator of the X-Files. Um, oh. So he got his beginning with doing family shows, one of them being Rags to Riches, the other one being a Disney program called Brand New Life with Barbara Eden. Very cool. Which Must I, be earlier on because I don't remember hearing it. Uh, Brand New Life is 88. Mm-hmm. Rags to Riches is 87. Um, <laughs> before my time. And Brand New Life aired on the Wonderful World of Disney in a series of seven... They were all movies. They were one-hour episodes. So they would have... There were seven episodes It's almost of like a Life. double episode kind of thing. It's almost like a series, nice. but not a series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Series of tele-movies-ish, but they're short. Tele-movies. They have oh, those exist. <laughs> okay. So thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. This was so fun. Go follow all of us. Go check out the Patreon, which has Richard's house tour in it. You can go see his marvelous collection, including the Clue Games. Is that up and on the Facebook? It, it is on the Patreon. Uh, next week, I'll I'll post Rags to Rich's picks. Patreon on the Facebook. Oh, I have to. I have to make sure to click the to connect the website. It's not. Yeah, I still can't find the Patreon by typing in our name. Crap. Well, then don't go look for it yet. I have to go find out what's up with the site. But in the meantime, looking go... for it. over the past next few days, go back look for it. Check periodically. Go back and look for it. Go follow us on Facebook. Apparently, if you do listen to the podcast, if you can, like try to review if you use Apple Podcasts because apparently that's the algorithm they use to push you up the ladder. Do you have time to do that? We appreciate it. Very awesome. That's it. And thanks, Paul, That's Paul, it. for continuing to listen to us. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> we love you. Yay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.